Oh, welcome. yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Therapy Hi. of the Absurd. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. How's everybody doing? Hot. Oh, just great. Hot. I'm hot. I'm good, but I'm hot. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like, I, 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 it is too hot for air hugs. I teach chess and I always give my kids air hugs at the end of the class. Today it was too hot. This I was about to air hug this boy. I was just like, I'm too hot. I can't. I can't. Bye. I'll see you later. <laughs> I can't even do this six feet away. Right, right, right. Like, I'm just too hot. I'll see you next week. You know, um, that's how I'm doing. Otherwise, y'all know, grateful, blessed, but just hot. Too hot for light. I turned off all the lights today. I don't need a rolling blackout. I just need darkness because it is cooler than light. <laughs> yes. Yes, the dark is cooler than the light. It is. It is. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> hey, so uh, uh, our show Thursday last week. The following Friday morning, uh, squirrel shit on my head. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Have you recovered? It's been six days. Oh, have, you it, it, have you recovered, my friend? <laughs> it, it took a while, but uh, yeah, I. Uh, so I'm getting to work from home, which is the new American dream because I love it. Right. But I, uh, because I had insomnia for the past too long, I can't even remember now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been deciding to work outside, so I get in the sun. Even when it's hot, I've been working out to, out there until like 1 or 2 in the afternoon when my kids are done with school. And then I come in and I go, okay, I can't take it anymore. Right. But I'm sitting out there in the morning, and uh, I'm just minding my business. And then one of the squirrels that my wife feeds, because she didn't read, you know, see that PSA. You're not supposed to do that. But she, she likes to put grapes and stuff in the tree. And we have like two family squirrels. So I just feel something hit my head. I think it's just a fly. Mm-hmm. Pick it up. <laughs> and I get, so luckily not diarrhea, nice and solid. It was like a raisin of joy. Mm-hmm. And um, I just went, what the fuck? I look up and mama squirrel's just sitting there doing that thing where they lay down, just staring at me, asshole right over my head. Like, hey, you guys leave us food. I thought I should give something in return. Right. You look like a toilet. You're the top of your head. looks <laughs> like my toilet. That's you looked up. I would be so scared to look that thinking you would get like a second hand amount of dessert coming up next. Just, ugh. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to be like throwing a stick at her, like, go, you shit over someone else. Oh, Why are you, sh- <laughs> are you shitting over me? Hola. Uh. So, yeah, I got shit on by a squirrel. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then it stared me down. So, my self esteem is doing great. Amen. Amen. I've been stared down by a lot of black cats in the last week and a half. Like, I don't like, I'm just like, and I, I think it's, it's just, it's me. Like, I was just like, let me just stare at it to see if it will run. And they're like, we're not running. We don't care about you. Um, We're, we're sitting like, I don't know. Like, so the stare down is interesting to me because there was, I grew up where you could like, you know, jump at something and it would run away. But not in California, not the black cats here. Like, if you do that, they're just like, and... So I, I understand the animal stare down, uh, definitely. Like even raccoons, I think, are the worst here. Um, because very brave. like I grew up in the South where, and I would spend summers with my grandparents when my grandfather, they hunted raccoon. Like, you know, there were, I grew up, I was probably seven or eight when I realized that coon meat and raccoon were the same thing. Like I did, like they would come in having, you know, shot possums and whatever. And they would say coon, and I didn't know, like, and then I was like, it took, I don't know, it just took a while. But so here in California, where the raccoons live and walk amongst us and the coyotes, uh, I was just like, they like, 
they will make eye contact with you and they do not care about you or your family or your car. They will just look at you. And I'm, I, I personally am frightened uh, of raccoons. I really oh, am. Wow. Yeah. Not, not far from where I live up in the uh, Palos Verdes Hills, they have coyotes. Yep. And uh, they attacked oh, know, this uh, lady walking through the little park, not far from my, uh, my place it's uh pretty scary they recommend if you do any uh midday or night walks that you carry you know an umbrella or something mm -hmm. with you because uh they're vicious man <laughs> right they say if, if you oh, see no, no, three, no. if you see three run like don't yeah you, coyotes are nothing compared to bobcats a mama bobcat so my family's house is mm -hmm. right in front of this park it, it's like a, a wildlife park and not only have we had coyotes, we have to put the dogs inside now or else they'll eat them. Um, we've had bobcats nest in our shed. So we were told by animal control to leave a cage to capture them. And we captured the baby. And I went and I wanted to play with the baby because it was so cute. I just wanted to, you know... <laughs> I was stupid. Okay, it came after me like I was going to die. The thing sounds like a raptor when it's like growling. Like it it's ready to like yes. <laughs> it sounds exactly like that. I never saw like my my I I never ever again. It was a like the baby was adorable. It was a little shit because it wanted to bite me too. Um, wow. Never, ever. Oh, but the, no, I think the worst part was when a snake went into the kitchen. Um, I was going to grab breakfast. I was like, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm just going to make breakfast really quick. I'm going to eat. And I go and I see this thing and it moves its head right in front of the fridge. Oh. And I'm like, no. And it slid under the fridge. And I said, fuck it. That's a sign from God. I'm not eating today. <laughs> You know, it's weird because, like, rich people love to put their houses in, like, the mountains and the foothills, you know? Like, especially when we lived in Glendora, all the wealthiest houses are, like, in the mountains and stuff. And that's where we'd hear, hey, uh, you know there's a cougar in the neighborhood. And it goes, what neighborhood? And it goes, with all the people with all the guns. And it goes, okay, they'll be fine. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know. And then, uh, yeah, oh, they'd say, like, oh, there was a bear that just came by the houses. Really? Uh, was it a Jehovah's Witness? Was it giving you pamphlets? I mean, what's going on here? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate, Nate yeah. Hall put a, no, don't run. Stand your ground and make yourself alpha. <laughs> a wildlife <laughs> officer came by, okay? A wildlife <laughs> officer came by. He was scared shitless. He was like, I really hope it doesn't even scratch me. Like this, the bobcat? Yes. I have a video. I, I will post it later in the comments, you guys, so you can see. The wildlife officer was scared out of out of his mind. And this is his job to deal with these type of animals. <laughs> he was so oh, scared. God. No. It's not just a raccoon or a rat. You got a fucking bobcat, man. You don't pay me enough, man. I'm like 1850 an hour because it's the National Park Service. You don't pay me enough to go look at up service goddamn bobcat, man. Oh, man. So, you ever seen those things run? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you ain't getting away. 
I was gonna say on Animal Kingdom on TV, not in real life. Yeah, like, you're not you're not getting away. I'm right. sorry. I hate to tell you the bad news. If it starts running, you run too. But bye. <laughs> <laughs> nope. They say like if a mountain lion comes up and you're with your kid, you want both of you to look bigger. So you take your kid, you put it on your shoulders. And I think that's just you fucking with them because they're like, yeah, those guys can jump. It will be really cool. And you're like, no. <laughs> you know, like, no, I don't want you to take wow. the kid. <laughs> Maybe you're still. Maybe you're standing your ground and you're saying Simba, and then you know it's just the whole circle of life thing going on. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, they, they respect it. It's like, oh, we hold our kids off the edge of a cliff too. Awesome, you're doing what we do. Cool. I'm gonna leave you alone. I saw a guy on a mo uh, 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 mountain bike over there. I'm gonna go uh, try to take that guy out. Cool. Man. <laughs> yeah, Man. hell's no, hell's to the no. Yeah, California and the wildlife. Like, oh yeah, that shit's crazy. Well, I we don't live going, in Australia. Yeah. Oh no, that's no. yeah. They have some of the most deadliest, uh, like in a, in a in a small radius type of shit versus you know spread out. Theirs is like concentrated in a certain area. They got spiders that are like as big as your hand. Well, they, I mean the but the most deadly one is just the funnel web, which goes into people's shoes. So in Australia, in certain parts, I think like okay. Queensland, they know even if you're inside, you always shake your shoes before you mm. put them on because one of those bites you, and it's like you call nine one one, and as you're hitting the last one, you pass out. Wow! So pass out, die, or just pass out? Well, that's the pass out. Then you get the euphoric, weird stuff going on, and then you're dead. Yeah, but um. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, at least you have that fun little moment for a while with the with the hallucinations, I guess. <laughs> I'm not gonna die, dude. Yeah. Oh, look, a purple okay. elephant. <laughs> what, what about those videos that keep popping up online of, like, people having snakes coming up their toilet? Oh, yeah, that's common, too. That's yeah, I gotta really stop common. doing that to people. Is that common in Australia? Is that, are they talking, you talking about here? Here, here. okay, here. I'm well grateful. Like, where do these yeah. people live? Because that's, like, when I first moved here, the first thing I realized is that I will always live in the city. And while, I mean, like, in the city. Because, like, while I have always, you know, I, I saw um, a coyote in Los Feliz uh, back in November. And that's, like, the furthest in the city. I just, I actually just saw my first coyote since I've lived here last April. And it was, it was, here's how it happened. It was very interesting. I picked up a guy and, um, and I picked him up kind of like Crenshaw, South LA area. And I saw he was going like 45, you know, our ride was going to, this is Lyft driving, our ride was going to be long. So I started to tell him the story of how I picked up a student around USC thinking that the student was just going to be going like somewhere around campus. And then when we put in destination, she's going to Calabasas. And at that point, moment, I had never been to Calabasas. And this is at 11 o'clock at night where who's been to like Calabasas where it's like the two lane high. Like it's it's I felt like I was like, I've, I'm in Alabama. Like this is I, I, I took a flight. I am in Coffeville, Alabama. And my biggest fear that whole night that I drove until I, we found her the farm that her family lives on. And I dropped her off. And then I had to take all of this dark road back was my fear of coyotes. No coyotes. Thank goodness. Broad daylight, I pick up this gentleman and we have a, an amazing conversation about coyotes. We talk about it. He tells me some funny story about some lady who like was confronted by a coyote and didn't know what to do. And she was like, me, me, like from Roadrunner. Like, so we have this funny laugh. <laughs> we get up the road to his house and I see what I, by all appearances is a dog, but I'm like, that's not a dog. Like I can just tell by the way it's walking. That's a whole different gait than a dog. And literally we drove by and he was like, sis, that was a coyote. And I was like, so we, we talked about a coyote and then I saw my first one. 
So it was just, you know. I'm uh, so used to them. Like I would always like I would come home late, so I'd always run into them and and they get annoyed. They howl like no other. They sound like they're getting killed or something, but they're just like bantering amongst their little group. <laughs> and I'm like I remember once I, I was don't be like me, but I was really, really drunk. I had just come back from the bar and I was like, they were approaching. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And surprisingly enough, they were like, now nah, we're going to cross the street. Screw this person. Right, right. And <laughs> yeah, my- they start doing that and then they look at you and go, can you stop? That's really annoying. <laughs> she's obnoxious i don't think so <laughs> but they're they're really you they leave you alone if you have a small dog probably they'll approach you but for the most part they don't care about you i think they're more scared of you even if they're in their little pack mm-hmm. that's care. what i've heard i've only heard if it's three or more but i've heard that pretty much they're not they're not afraid of us like they're not you're not gonna whatever I mean, come on! I'm 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 chunky. I'm delicious. If if anything, I would have been perfect prey. They didn't do anything to me. I, I was I was drunk, you know. I was like I was a perfect victim. Nope. Uh, hey, you know what? If you're worried about it, just in your purse, carry like a like a, a fresh steak with you every now and then. And if you see them charging, you just fucking throw you know throw the steak. <laughs> every every now and then, just have that. a fresh steak, just a fresh steak that you carry around. Like you gotta replace it every day. Make sure it's fresh. <laughs> Hello, chunky and, uh, chunky and delicious. I'm going to eat that steak before I give it out to a coyote. It's not even going to make it past the next five minutes. I'm just going to be like, oh, this is so good. Like, no, no. Well, you know, I mean, you could also have like some kind of really, really spicy hot sauce or, or something like a pepper spray form. Don't like that very much. They, they don't do, I mean, I've run into them so many times. They don't do anything. Like I said, I think unless you have like something that they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not telling you. I'm, I am the perfect snack. I am tasty. Okay, <laughs> they didn't want me. They ain't gonna want anything else unless you know it's a dog that's much more easier to grab. Well, that's a perfect segue. No, it's not. <laughs> Into what we want to talk about next, <laughs> Stefan. You want to help lead us in a conversation about just video games. Oh yeah, man. Video Who doesn't games. like video games, bro? Like right now, the, uh, well, that's true too, you know. But right now we're in an apocalypse, dude. What else are you gonna do? I don't yeah. know if it's I an mean... apocalypse. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen the raining fire yet. Uh, anything Slayer talked fire. about? So <laughs> you have not seen the fire. Well, yeah, I think uh, I think it's the anti-apocalypse. I know we're about to pull up the games. I think it's the anti-apocalypse. An asteroid had a chance to hit us and didn't. You guys heard right two days ago. Oh. An, an asteroid came as close to Earth as one has ever come. So I figure this. We are. They were like, we don't want coronavirus either. That's what the asteroid. <laughs> like, we yeah. don't want it either. So we'll just pass <laughs> you guys by. We'll pass it on by. Yeah. Or it's know, coming uh, by. It goes. Ooh, I feel sorry for them. I'm leaving. Right. Right. <laughs> I know it's uh, September 3rd, the newest uh, Avengers uh, RPG action game is uh, coming out for uh, consoles right now for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One X. So I know that's a really uh, hot thing right now. I know uh, you're like, no, I don't like the Avengers. No, no. They don't even look like the actors. It's like, what the hell? You already hired like all the sexiest pieces of asses and then you put new faces on them. And I'm like, I don't want to play this game anymore. I want Chris Evans. Okay. I want to be the option. I want to have the option 
to touch Chris <laughs> Evans's ass. Okay, yeah. I would have bought the game had they put his face on that. Had, yeah, I'm not crazy about video games. Like, oh yes. <laughs> oh, what was no, the question? I'm not though? objectifying a meal. No, no, I think, and I think you should as well. You should. I love Chris Evans too, for the record. Um, I so do like when the video games come out, like video games that are like Marvel. Do they precede? The movie, or does like a like a a, a a a video game about like a Marvel video game come out after the movie of its name has come out? Like, how does that part work? That's a good question. I think oh. a lot of that uh, depends on uh, Kevin Feige because he's the one right now who's in control. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and he's very likes things a certain way. I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know the guy, but you know, I wasn't trying doesn't. to. I mean, I, I thought like I kind of thought it was like this like I thought it was a like uh how do you say an easy thing I thought just kind of like the same way you have McDonald's action figures that now that we have a gaming community that then games succeed whatever the movie was because there's the hype of the movie yeah. so that everybody wants some to play do. The some game. do there okay. are some I know for uh this will date me back but uh, when I worked at Activision they were uh, testing Blade to the video game and trying to uh, time the uh, you know release of it with the movie. Okay. I mean, they they do have tie-ins. They try. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was pretty gory too. I, I loved Blade. Blade two. Yeah, it's okay. Blade three. That's uh, like that's like. Uh, I love Voldemort. Ryan Reynolds. Don't start. Ryan hey, like, I'm a fan of Triple H also, but yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah, that's like uh, that's like Voldemort <laughs> from uh, Harry Potter. It's uh, something we don't talk about when you talk about Blade with Wesley Snipes. Three it's does like, not exist. Yeah, same with the RoboCop series. Three does not yeah, exist. Oh. Three oh. does not exist. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but, Predator you know, three does really not good, exist. <laughs> that's a really good question, though. What Dana mentioned. I mean, is it gonna is is it basically gonna be like what Legos does, where they just do the entire movies all back no, to back? No, this the is this board? is. Yeah, as far as the stuff that uh, has been talked about from people who you know the things they can say, uh, or things that have leaked, it's a it's a very uh, comic booky. So it's more attached to the comics than the actual movie series. Oh, okay. Um, and was it Square? Is it Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics? I believe that made it. And it comes out in a few days, and it's got four-player co-op. So my buddy's been bugging the holy hell out of me to, <laughs> you know, to get it. But the thing that he's bugging me the most about, and a lot of parents are going to be really having a happy holidays uh, this holiday with, uh, you know, COVID and. Uh, you know, people not wearing masks is uh, PlayStation 5 and the new uh, Xbox coming out. Uh, and it's going to be coming early November. So Black Friday this year is going to be uh, very COVID-y. <laughs> now, I have another question. I, I, I apologize. I have, so PlayStation or Xbox? Like, I do know a couple of people. I've met people that have both. But, like, tell me, like, my son is a PlayStation dude. Never been an Xbox dude. But my nephew... Is the Xbox dude? So talk to me, people. It's That's PlayStation a... all the way. Xbox is just a term for your ex-wife. I'm sorry. Um... Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. So oh boy. no, no, no. But I do think the new the PlayStation Five. It's kind of funny because it looks like some sort of predatory monolith that. The, the monkeys are going to come to and go, oh, we learned English or something now. We learned language and things, and now they're going to play the video games. Hey, do you guys want to make Civilization? No, we're good. Did you see the new Grand Theft Auto 6? Yeah, we're fine. We're fine right here. Oh, no. Doing great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's uh, a lot of uh, speculation on a lot of different things, you know, because they're having uh, battles over the prices. 
Ah. So, oh yeah. Um, you know, the prices. And of course you got, like we were just discussing, I don't mean to bypass it, but you know, the fanboys. and anytime you go into a, a comment section and you know, when it comes to consoles or games, you, you have both sides arguing as to what, which is better. I I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm disgusting. I like to touch all of them. So <laughs> they're all of age though. Okay. Um, uh, but you know, I, I like to dabble on the PlayStation four, the PC, the Xbox, the switch. I know I didn't get them all at once. I'm not rich. Sorry. Um, but you know, one at a time. Um, and, uh, each one I have, I have different friends I play with on each system. I don't have, you know, lately I don't have enough time to <laughs> play all of that. If you're playing two systems at a time, you are missing out on a, a Twitch video you could do. If you're screwing up in one game, trying to do the other game at the same time, that oh, would be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, you know, we're going to involve some video game more, you know, kill stuff and some more fun stuff soon. You know, we're, we're, every, we're working on that. We're working. We're I wish working. I could afford a VR set, though, really, because that you can get your workout. Like they have the what is that one the um the 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 starts with something come on people in the comments help me out there's What's the uh, dance there's dance dance revolution no nah, no nah, no no that's okay my yeah that's fine oh not that I was into oh my gosh like on, <laughs> not dance, but the, what was the um what was the dance one on there is there is a dance one right now that's really hot my daughter plays yeah it. it's uh light it's Beat Saber okay, okay and then there's one. Beat Saber. Oh my gosh that like I went to I got to go to an E two conference at the Sable Center a while back. Like, and that was, and I, I admittedly being on that side um, of like just checking out that world was actually interesting to me. Oh, like, e- E3? You're talking about the E3? E3? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm saying E2. Like, so that tells oh, you. Oh, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> you're good. That shows, that shows you me. went into E3? I did. Like, it was, to go. <laughs> it was like, I, here's the thing. I was very blessed. My neighbor, we like, I, again, back when I was doing like my radio show and my neighbor and I were doing things together. She got passes and we went down to Staples Center. Like there's some probably some Facebook pictures. I mean, again, from almost 10 years ago. And like it was the it was just dance was my favorite. And I got to and like the new just they were premiering the new or showing the new just dance there. That's what now that is. Because here I have a theory about dance. Let me just say this. I think that when God and the angels were sitting around trying to figure out what to do, I think it was Lucifer on his way to hell that came up with exercise. However, um, and then God created inner thighs to justify Lucifer's creation of exercise. I don't know why we need inner thighs. I have no idea because they're wearing me out. They're hot. But that said, I think that dancing is heavenly. I love to dance. So that just dance was a big deal for me when my son had a Wii. That was like the game that I was digging in there. And I actually ran some summer camps and that's what we would do. We would do the just dance for, you know, like for indoor activity, we would do just dance. See, I think, I think I want a VR headset for swords and sorcery because instead of dancing, you just basically like you fight people with swords and you stab them, but you can do like really cool physics stuff with them. Like hold them by the head, pull them up, stab them with the sword, throw this, them in the sword off. Hey, there's more weapons just laying over there. Who cares? These are expendable. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me leave that one in you while I get another one. It's, I, and that's, I that's, that. uh, that's one of the things right now. That's really, uh, you know, uh, Xbox knows how successful the VR for PlayStation was. So one of the things that's, uh, that's leaked, uh, and mm-hmm. I think has been semi-confirmed, actually. Uh, Xbox is trying to get in with the people who are doing the uh, VR on PC. I don't quite remember the names of oh. all of them. Uh, but they, right. they know that they got to touch it in some some way. That's you know, massive. Because, it's crazy, uh, though. It, it's, uh, I don't know. I, 
I love VR, but I'm so embarrassing to be around it when I'm playing. Like, I am extremely competitive. Like, you can't take me out to a bowling game. Yeah, I am horrible at bowling, too. So it's bad. But um, if have you, there's this really cool place that's closed right now because of what's going on. But it's, uh, I think it's called Circus or something out in downtown L.A. And they have an entire VR thing. Um, and I did place the PlayStation experience too. I kid you not. I was screaming like somebody was actually shooting me with their gun <laughs> and people were worried and ready to call the paramedics. They're like, she's down. She is down. Um, you play like I play. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I can't play because of that. But yeah. there's the gameplays are insane though. Like on YouTube, you see them and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like we're watching a gameplay and it's so realistic. I can only imagine with with having all your senses connected. Like, no. oh yeah, the PlayStation uh, came out with something that had like kind of mini games for the mm. VR, and one of them was it lowers you into the ocean in a shark cage. And I gotta tell you, it's intense. I love that. <laughs> I, I have I have philosophophobia, but I'm okay if it's fake. I'm going to the but beach this Saturday no. anyway. I won't like. All I know is if it doesn't burn calories, I can't do it, and that would probably scare me to doggone doggone death. <laughs> like it's just, possible that could, could burn lose. calories. Yeah, it it, could. It, if it scares the shit out of you, literally, you will lose <laughs> calories. <laughs> okay. Did it? Didn't they do Resident Evil? On, yes, on I was going to talk about that. Yeah, oh, Resident Evil amazing. Seven, amazing because it VR. looks so real. Like the, the uh, they're almost to that uncanny valley in human faces where it looks too real. It yeah, looks. It basically looks like my shitty camera right now. <laughs> no, yeah, when they when they attack you in that and you got the VR on because I did do it with the VR and so did my buddy. It is very intense. Like if you're not if you're not if, if that's not your cup of tea if you do not like horror. And you don't like gore and you don't like blood. Do not do <laughs> Resident Evil 7 in VR. Okay. <laughs> don't do it. See, <laughs> I love that. I don't think I would be able to handle the jump scares. That oh, it's all jump scares. Is, I would be on the floor. like I would be one of those videos where the woman's like already twisted her own neck because of that crazy exorcist jump they do to the back. Like. Like I, oh uh, no 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 no! I, I I've been contemplating getting VR, but I'm like no no. Sergio I has it. a question for you, uh, Stacy. Uh, Am I a gamer? I okay. I have a very addictive <laughs> personality, so I refuse to play more games that I can. So I have, according to my PlayStation. Um, I have like 600 hours logged of playing Fallout 76 since March. I don't think I've even gone to work that many hours since then. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got in The Last of Us 2. Like, I don't trust myself. I just, I decided to watch the gameplay instead. Like, I called my ex and I'm like, hey, I really want to watch the gameplay for Last of Us 2. I don't trust myself. I don't want to play it because then I won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually do yes. that same thing. I I uh I actually watch uh what's it called um uh, uh horror games. I can't play them because I already get pissed off at games and then you put that on top of it. I will shit myself, Stefan, right in the living room and then ask my family to help clean it because I'm that type of guy. Um but 
Um, the thing is, is that uh, uh, I did watch Resident Evil on something called the Survival Horror Network channel Ooh. on YouTube, where they do playthroughs where they don't die. They play it like it's a movie. So I've also watched things like uh, Little Monsters that way and all those kind of mm -hmm. things. It's kind of funny. I watched that like years ago. Now my kids are watching this FGTV guy play it, and I'm just sitting there going, why can't he play games? <laughs> why can't this guy play games? Oh, my gosh. And so I have to leave the room because I start yelling at him because he's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Fallout is addicting. Very addicting. Like, oh, yes. I'm like... I, I it's not only like the ongoing quests that keep repeating themselves, but it's like, ooh, my camp. I think I should add some really nice wallpaper on that camp. Throw it in there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're dying. Here, let me save you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I can't be a doctor in real life. I'm just gonna be one on one. <laughs> I really feel like, Stevan, we're going to have to have like three episodes where we talk about video games, I guess, because there's just oh, too yeah. much going on. Oh, no, wow. I agree. Right. I agree. Uh, all some, right, guys. We have, some great guests. we have some great guests coming in today. <laughs> so our oh, main yes. guests today are the incredible, they go by Urban at Urbex. Uh, it's Gabby and Sunny who go and explore abandoned places. Um right out in the East Coast. So they have some really cool videos. Can we actually play a video right now? Can play one video. Let's go. Awesome. Let's play that one video. Yeah. Here we go. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. It just started and we did not touch anything. All right, let's welcome them to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Woo! Hi. Hey, buddy. Yeah. 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 It's cool to be here. Yeah. Oh, yes. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty chilling. Yeah. Nice. Are you guys nice, still nice. awake? We had yeah. a, we shared a cup of coffee, so we're good. Yeah, we're ready to go right now. <laughs> we're good. Nice. So the That's big it. question is. What do you guys identify yourselves as? Are you guys like wanderers, explorers, trespassers? What are you? Uh, I guess we would say like urban. Yeah, I guess we would say like just explorers. So like, I don't know. I don't identify with the whole thing of like what we're doing is like bad because we don't break in. We just use existing entrances and we're like, we're just curious to see what's left behind. And I feel like we're going about it in like a very respectful way. So I feel like sometimes like calling ourselves like trespassers, it's kind of like, it makes me sound like a big, mean, like bad person. I'm like, I feel like if you meet me, that's not who I am at all. Like, so I feel like just like explorer, like that, like kind of curious sense, yeah. like that fits it more, but yeah. So now, <laughs> it, it's insane. So I, I, I saw your, your page through TikTok, and that's why I definitely wanted to invite you and bring you over to the show because mm -hmm. All of the things you come across are insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, what piqued your interest to go into abandoned buildings that look like they're literally going to collapse? Like what said, hey, let me go in there. That looks like it could be haunted or it could be a homeless person living there. Like what did it? Okay, so I guess for me, like I had a very like personal connection with it. So the college that I went to um, had an abandoned building like really close to it. And it was something that like a lot of the students would talk about. And it was kind of like the, ooh, like the abandoned creepy haunted hospital. And I actually, I believe I was a sophomore in college and my like 
because I was working with dining services. So my boss had actually gone inside and he would tell me all about it. He's like, there's a patient room file. You can just read about all these people's lives. Like, it's crazy to me that they even left that behind. Like what are, what are ethics and all of that? But, um, and he would tell me just about how creepy it was. And it's like, oh yeah, you just move a board and you can like try and get through a window. And like, I don't know, it just, it sounded really fascinating. And I watched uh, a few YouTubers who were doing this for a while, but I never really thought it was something that I could actually do. And so I guess when I heard that it was so close to me, I was like, oh, it's like, it's a real thing. Like I could, you know, go see this place, but I was too scared to go um, because I had heard all these rumors like, oh, you're not gonna be able to graduate. So I waited until I graduated. And then me and my friends went in like the middle of the night probably the worst time to go to be honest it was like 10 o'clock at night it was raining um we didn't even make it inside i was just sitting like behind this building and my friend like made it in like two steps took pictures and like squealed and left but like that was enough for me to be like this is really cool and i want to do this more so and yeah i just started like a big snowball effect and i just kept going to more and more places and i don't know if you want to like talk about like what you got into it like yeah i think i mean I remember being like a kid and like driving to like family parties and stuff and like looking out the windows and like I would see like an abandoned building like pass by and I was always just like, I wonder like, like what that is, you know, why does it look like so creepy and weird? And I remember um, just like doing research online. I used to go on this website. It was called Opacity and they would just have all these abandoned places just from like United States throughout the whole world. And I would just sit there as a kid and I was like so scared to like look at these pictures of these buildings, like terrified. And just once I got my license, once I got like a car, I was like, okay, this is like something that I need to do. Like, so I just started to go to these places and then it just spiraled into like a snowball effect. Like Gabby said, yeah. of just going all the time. And like, it was like, you're almost like addicted to going because like, it's just like your curiosity is just like so spiked the whole time. You just never know what's going to happen. You never know what you're going to find or even see. Yeah. And I'm just going to hop on. There was a comment I saw about exploring with Josh and that's actually really funny. That's the YouTuber I started watching when I was younger. And funnily enough, like I've gotten into the like, photography community and I know people who know exploring with Josh now. And it's just so weird how it's like everyone is a very tight knit like group of people, especially on like the photography page, because we like, you know, we go and we take pictures too and put that up there. And so the fact that like I know all these people now that have like four million subscribers and like it's it's very strange to be like considered in like that same like community as them. And like it's really not that much of a separation. Like I know people directly who have gone on adventures with them. So like it's very strange and like I don't know. I never really imagined that being yeah. the case. So yeah, I like it's really very strange. No, ha- <laughs> well, have have you ever uh, ran into uh, homeless persons or an eyes wide shut party or anything like that in any of these? <laughs> um, so we've had like definitely some strange things happen. So I, um, before I met Sunny, I had like friends I would explore with, but no one who really like connected with it as much as me. So I would tend to like, and it's not safe. I don't recommend this, but I would go to places alone. Um, and I would bring like a small like knife and be like, I'll be fine. <laughs> so like, <laughs> <laughs> went to a 13 story abandoned psychiatric center. Um, and I was like, maybe on the seventh floor, just walking around and I walk into a room and there was no homeless people. At least I don't think so. But you can tell it was like the remnants of like a den. Like they had made multiple beds and like, I know that these people are probably just trying to like, you know, make the best of like what's going on in their lives. Like I'm sure they're not all horrible people, but like you never know what someone's going to do, especially in a situation like that. Like I'm sure if they thought I had money, something could happen. So I just very quietly beeline my way outside. (laughs) But that's happened. Um, We both were exploring together and we came across like a room that smelled really strongly of weed, but Mm -hmm. which made me feel really weird because like someone must've been here recently. 
<laughs> and we had heard news that like sometimes people who are homeless would stay there. Maybe you know people use abandoned buildings to do drugs because it's a place that they can stay and get high and no one's gonna bother them. And there was uh, blood writing like on the wall. Mm. And I, I work with special effects makeup, so I know what fake blood looks like. And I could 99% say that that probably was not fake blood. Yeah, you see the fake blood a lot in these places. It looks like red, like candy paint, but this just, yeah, this the whole setup. And, it was very strange. Yeah, was, that was very strange. And like see. there was leftover food too. It just, it just looked like a setup, like someone had kind of like set up shop there to like be there for the day to like mm. be high or something. And then who knows where they went? I don't know, but wow. um, I've never come across like any buddy like homeless i've only bumped into like other people like who yeah. were exploring i've never come across anyone else so but those really that work though <laughs> i mean is it like you guys were here first so i guess we'll come back later like um no so a lot of the locations we go are pretty big so it's common that you could be in a place and not even realize that other explorers are in there and most people are chill um, I usually don't mind exploring with other people in the building. The only time I get hesitant if like people are being really ridiculously loud or you can tell they're like the obnoxious type because then I'm like, if they get caught, we're gonna get caught. So then I'll usually just rush out because I don't wanna deal with it. But mm -hmm. most of the people that have been pretty cool. Some people we even know from like Instagram and we didn't mm -hmm. even know it. Yeah. So that was really funny that like, they were like, oh well, yeah, we follow you. Like you're yeah, like Explorer Sunny like, or like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You yeah. never run into like Peter Peter Skarsgård doing some method acting, or no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever like? Have you ever felt like something was calling you? Like, is it, has there ever been a moment where it felt like there was a very personal connection, or is it everything just I see this abandoned building, let me check it out? Or have you ever felt like, hey, something is really striking me about this? Uh, you know, I don't know if I've had like a. I mean, because I think most of the places we've done like research on in advance, mm -hmm. so it's never um, been like something that, like, I don't know. I don't feel like we've ever come into a place that was like, I don't know, it called us there. Or, like, we, I mean, I think we've, there's been a few locations we've randomly passed mm -hmm. that we saw off the side of the street, but I think most of the places like we knew a lot about them yeah. in advance. Oh, but no. you still think when you're in there, you still get like a very strong like perception of like the emotion and like the heaviness in the space. So sometimes I think you can still feel like. A sense of connection when you're in there that maybe you didn't even expect. Yeah. Mm. Like sitting mm -hmm. in a morgue or like an autopsy table, and like, and you, if you've done the research on a place and you know that there's a history of patient abuse, like neglect, like people not being, you know, given mm -hmm. like psychiatric care that they needed, like as it is in a lot of asylums, um, you just feel really sad. And it's very weird, like how that kind of washes over you, especially in the morgue. Like that's a that's yeah. a very heavy place um, for us to like be in. So. Yeah, I I think that you can get the connection over time from repeated like going to these places all the time, the same spot. I mean, there's spots that we've been to, to maybe thirty times, even more. Yeah. So like the more you go there, you just feel like sometimes I feel like I'm like going home. It's it's a very, super strange yeah. feeling to feel like that, mm. like this. But what you like, Abby said, you know the history and all the stuff that happens there. You can like almost imagine yourself as like a patient. Yeah, or you can feel like there's like a sense of connection of like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes I walk in there and I like think about all the people who go in there and maybe you have like this disrespectful attitude or they treat these people like, oh, it's just a ghost or I'm gonna like, you know, it's almost like taunting. Some people go in and like, it's like, oh, I'm gonna do like the fun Ouija board and like see what I like stir up, like what like weird ghost is coming around. And I'm just there kind of like trying to put out this like energy, like, hey, like if you're still here, like I, I feel for you, like right. I'm free because I know that for like the reality, it's not supposed to paint everything like it was horrible, but we know that 99% of the time things were not as good as it should have been. Right. Um, so yeah, I just, I think about it in that sort of way. And really like there is a, like a disconnect that some people don't remember. Like it's really not as long ago. 
as you want to think it is. Like I know someone who, like I explored an asylum and I know someone whose grandmother was in there, who was in in that place. And so like, it's really weird when you think about like that, because it's like, okay, that could be my grandmother. And that's really not that far of a separation, like her family, you know? So that's something that makes it more personal. There's some great questions coming in (laughs) from from, uh, the comments. Yeah, like this this is amazing. Yeah, I can't well, yeah, I don't know if you shows, which is actually Nick shows. He he asked if you went to the Zelda tunnels in Azusa. I just want to let him know they're on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, we're mostly on the East Coast, so yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they're 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 doing the East Coast places we'd love to go, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. After a few beers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, I I that brings up a good question because you go into these places and you feel that energy when you go into those type of places that are darker are were you guys at any point skeptics before this um i would say like i don't know if i would i would say i was like open-minded i don't i wouldn't say i ever didn't believe but i think i always like told today i was like i'm waiting for the moment that like i have something that like really hits me in the face and then i'm like okay now i believe um, and I feel like I've definitely had like little moments. I feel like there's sometimes where like, I feel like you, he is like drawn, like he's drawn or brings more things to him. Like mm-hmm. he's an empath, I believe. Like he's really connected to like emotions. And I feel like a lot more things happen to him in buildings than happen to me. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe that compelling works. I trust him. I do believe him. Like, I don't think he makes these things up. And I can genuinely see that like the times that he freaks out, like even if, like last Monday, something mm-hmm. happened <laughs> and like it always does. Um, if I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, but yeah, I mean, should, so. I, should I, yeah, should I talk about that experience that I had? I guess yeah, yeah. Come on. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, well, or, or an experience you like, you don't want to share about that one, please. Um, especially if you're an empath, we definitely want to hear. Um, but if you don't want to share about that one, another one. I mean, I mean I'll yeah. share. I'll share that one. Yeah. That was. I'll just say before that was the like the second time that I was actually like in pure like terror. That doesn't really happen to me a lot. I mean, I can walk yeah. straight into the darkness. It doesn't bother me anymore. You get used to it, but like there's only been a few times where I felt like actually like scared where like you start to like panic almost. Um, mm-hmm. so we're in a, it's an abandoned uh, nursing, nursing home, home. a yeah. developmental center. Well, I'm not like a long-term care facility, yeah. I would say. And yeah. I mean, I've been there. This was my third time there. And I was there once with my friend, uh, Damon, who I explore with, and then I was with Gabby twice. Yeah. So the first time I was there, was kind of just exploring, and me and my friend Damon were both feeling weird in, like, certain areas, and I was like, okay, this is, like, I feel like something's, like, here, maybe, like, something more, not negative, but something that didn't know why we were there or didn't want us there, but I didn't have any, like, paranormal gear, and I wasn't really as into it as I am now, so we were just like, all right, like, we'll just keep exploring. The second time I went back, I brought some gear with me and I was capturing, um, I have an EMF detector which the ghosts are made of electromagnetic fields. So mm-hmm. the detector, if, if they're near you, it'll start to go off. So it's just a good indication of when to start like doing more like investigative work. Um, and that was happening a lot. And it's weird when it happens because people think that it could be like maybe your camera, or your phone going off. But like when you're holding it in one spot, and I'll be like filming my detector in my hand and I'll hold my camera it won't be going off the whole time and it'll just go off randomly and then it will stop. And I haven't moved my camera any closer or further away, you know? So that's, I feel like that's kind of compelling because it's not going off the whole time. Um, yeah. So that was happening a lot the second time. And the third time we went back, we went back, it, yeah, was, Monday, yeah. it was me, Gabby and her friend Dan, and they were really taking pictures. Gabby was filming a video for her new uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> so I was off kind of investigating myself and I had, um, 
I use like a spirit box. Usually, I don't know if you guys know the spirit boxes. It's it's like a it's like a radio, and it scans through radio frequencies super fast, and it makes like a like a noise goes like. So that's it scanning over the the stations, and the spirits can use that white noise to talk through it. So sometimes you'll get words or voices or even like a sentence through it. So I actually got this old radio. It's an old transistor radio, and I was using that. And I was manually scanning through the stations up and down. And I kept capturing like a lot of weird voices coming through that I didn't even expect to hear because they shouldn't be coming through like over a bunch of different stations, like the same voice. So then I was sitting alone in a room and I had my camera filming myself and I was just going through the stations and I wasn't hearing much. And then I felt something grab onto my arm right in my back of my tricep. So I whipped around thinking, I thought it was Gabby like messing with me, grabbing me because I felt like hand ripping my arm. And then you could see me in the video, I'm like freaking out and I turn and look like this and then there was no one there. So I was kind of like, at, like, at first I was like, oh, like it's a joke. And then I started to like freak out almost. And I was like, okay, so I had my spirit box and I just was like, oh, did you like touch my arm? And then it, I, a, a voice came through but then after that, I felt like super dizzy and just like I had to stop what I was doing. And yeah. I had to just sit there for like 10 minutes. I had a feeling of being like super nauseous. And that lasted like 15 to 20 minutes after that. But that was probably the most intense like energy that I've actually felt like. Like I thought it was Gabby messing with me. Like, like someone grabbed my arm. I've never felt that before, but it makes me curious. I want to go back now and see like, okay, what was that? Can I actually like capture this on camera or more like voices or something more? Wow. I mean, I, I, I have an EMF reader, but I think it's broken. It just keeps leading me to the same 90s band. <laughs> so. oh my Lord. You know wow. what, though? That's actually, I had one experience like that, um, which um, there was a museum out in Santa Monica Boulevard out in L.A. Um, like I, I was telling the guys and everyone, there's this guy that purchased Jane Manfield mansfield's card do you remember who jane mansfield is the the actress from the mom of the law and order lady mira sir i forgot her name um Trevino? Trevino? no 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 not Trevino. no no it's marishka her mom so she was actually in the car when the accident happened she had a tragic death the car she was decapitated completely oh. and the car was wrecked miraculously she survived so uh she survived and i think she had a brother or something anyway um this person buys the bought the car and bought a lot of items of death scenes like uh i he purchased rocks from uh, paul walker's accident he purchased the prescription stuff from prince's death i think he he i it was a while back ago i i maybe like two years ago that i went but i i remember that as soon as I entered that room, and it was multiple death items, multiple things from locations of where people died, I felt nauseous, extremely nauseous. Mm. And I felt cold. I, mm. I felt cold. I felt really nauseous. And I felt really sad, like depressed heavily. And I was happy as can be. I went with my cousin because he was in town, so I decided to take him. And... I couldn't be in there for no more than five to 10 minutes because I started like slurring my words, which was weird. Wow. I'm like, maybe there's mold in here or something. I don't know. And wow. my cousin goes, he's like, I'm feeling really sick. Can we leave? Um, 
the building was apparently new. It was nothing. I, I'm not too sure what, what the guy told us. But I honestly feel like there are certain things I we can't explain that are attached to really, really dark. Basically, wow. like, come on, it's a death car. Like, the, the people yeah. died in that yeah. car. It wasn't just one yeah. person. Multiple people died. Yeah. So, right. imagine, like, the level of emotion, like, going through that moment. And, like, I feel like that, how can that all just, like, leave? I feel like sometimes it gets, like, trapped in that. Or, you know, like, mm -hmm. there's just, like, so much. I don't know. If you think about just, like, energy. Like, I don't know. That's how I always think about it. Like, yeah. if something is really, like, horrific, tragic, like, it's just an overwhelming amount of energy. And I feel like it just it just resonates and stays there. And it, I feel like it can present itself in certain ways. Um, so that's how I think about it. But it, that It's weird. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah, I, yeah. I, I believe it. Like that was the only time I ever felt like that. Actually, no, I lied. I lied. There is one <laughs> other time. There is one sure. other time. But I think it was just hearing the story that made me feel that way. Uh, Zach Baggins, the ghost adventure yeah. guy. Do you guys know who that is? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a museum in Vegas. And he has, I, I don't want to spoil it. He has multiple things. Some are cool. Some are like, whatever. I don't care. But he has a particular section in the museum that has the original bedding and clothing of victims from I forgot which serial killer that would rape their victims. Like he had the bedding from there. That's from, disgusting. Yeah, it, he has a lot of. They was, it was of like creepy things. Yeah. I as soon as wow. I stepped into there, I, I stepped into that area. I was I was feeling the same way. I was like really nauseous and. I, I don't know. I, I think like really traumatic things, Happen. that dark energy, or I don't know, maybe, I don't know, but I feel like there are things that attach to really, really dark things. Like what is the, the creepiest place you guys have gone to that really shook you? Was it the, that location? I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, I that like location, the nursing home isn't, honestly, it's not very spooky just to be in there alone. I was feeling it's not like fine. Too really. bad. I feel like, the psychiatric center we go to a lot, like near you, that one really freaks yeah, that you out. Place, I've had some intense like, experiences in that place. Yeah. That's probably the darkest place I've been. Um, yeah. A lot of the old mental hospitals and, and even the hospitals, they have a tendency to have like a darker history. So that, that I believe that stays within the, the building, within the walls, the material that it's like built with. I feel mm -hmm. like that has a lot to do with like the hauntings and things that stay there. But I like to go into a place not thinking it's super haunted because you hear all the stories online and about these places. So it's easy just to go to a place and be like, oh, like this place is super haunted, but you've rarely never been there and you don't know. So I like to go into a place kind of like open-minded, like, okay, I've heard it's haunted, but I need to see for myself if anything's gonna happen. I'm not just gonna like try to make things happen, you know? Yeah, but you did catch some crazy evidence in there, that one video you mm -hmm. did where you investigated with Damon. Yep, I yeah, have a full video on my YouTube yeah. <laughs> of a full investigation. We didn't even plan on doing this investigation. Me and my friend Damon just went in here and we just started doing this investigation. And it was the craziest, it's probably one of the craziest videos I have because it was all just happening, like right, like raw, mm -hmm. like right in front of us. Yeah, like what was like, you had like issues with like doors started there like do moving. Footsteps, there was door slamming. Um, there was an orb wow. at me. We got voices screaming through the spirit box, voices saying there was visitors here. Yeah, like all this stuff, very... I felt like a coldness, like a, 
like run through me. Like I couldn't move. Like I was frozen. I couldn't even like hold my camera. I thought I was going to drop my camera. I have to pass it to Damon. And then he's saying that he's feeling the same way. Like it was just crazy. Like, because it was just, we didn't know what was going to happen. So it was just like so random. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just incredible to feel like experience stuff like that, you know? Wow. So we're going to put that link later in the comments in case anybody wants to go ahead and check that out. Cause that okay. sounds extremely fascinating. Yeah. So I'm, my question to you is there a location that made you want to cry because you you're going to these places that sound horrible like have you ever had a moment where you just wanted to cry as you witnessed all the torture or you know a location where people were killed i don't i don't know if i've ever like gotten extremely emotional i think sometimes i like feel this heaviness and i maybe like i don't get to an extent of like maybe like somber is the right word where i'll just i'll take a moment and i think sometimes like I'll just be like, okay, I just need to take a minute and like put all my like my phone away, like my camera away, and just like be there and be present. Kind of like I just think in my mind, I kind of like try to project it out, like who whoever is here, like if anyone still feels like they're trapped here, like they can't move on, like just know I'm coming in here with like an open mind, like trying to be respectful, like just trying to like make sense of the history. Because I think it's also important, to, like you know, while it is something that we do enjoy, like I feel like going into these places, especially with like the places with darker history, it's like people want to hide this stuff and we were ashamed of it. And I think it's important that we see it so that we don't make, you know, future mistakes. And I think we've already, you know, made so many steps towards accepting people with like physical disabilities, mental disabilities, but it's just something like, again, it really didn't happen that long ago. And I don't think it's, I think it's better to be educated on that history and go in there and like really see it all with open eyes rather than acting like it's a shame. Because a lot of these towns want to demolish all these mm -hmm. buildings. They don't want this, to be seen and I feel like a lot of them just want us to forget and not even know that this was a reality and a lot of places when you read up in the history it's the same thing oh just like psychiatric center for mental and you know physically mm -hmm. disabled patients they never talk about like like the places we went like that they were so understaffed that they had to rush to feed patients and patients would die because they choked to death because they were being rushed to be fed so quickly oh. that people busted in and did investigations in like the 70s and found kids on the floor like unclothed like mm -hmm. that there was like filth on the floor because no one cleaned up after them that mm -hmm. they were kept in cages that people were receiving minutes of psychiatric care a year yes. rather than the amounts they were supposed to wow well, some, of, some of this happened by defunding over many years yeah. like yeah. there was the funding they used to be funded pretty well and then over time the federal mm -hmm. government was defunding and the state governments were defunding the sanitariums and mm -hmm. when you do that, you basically choke their operations. When you defund public things, you choke the operations. Everyone out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a mess. it was just it was a a complete chaotic mess. And wow. I don't know. I think it's like I said, it's I think it's important that that part of it is out there. Like whether or not it's graphic, and you know, you have to dig and find that research. Like I think that's why I try to highlight that so much in my videos because I. I don't know, like I want people to see the reality and also to give justice to the people who went through that because to demean them down to like, oh, they were just like a psychiatric patient here. Like, oh, that's kind of scary, I guess. Or right. like to demean them down to a ghost story. Like I try so hard not to do that um, because like they're people, like I said, and you know, they're, you know, they're really not that far away from us. Like they could have been our grandparents, you know, if you really think about the, the time. So, um, this yeah. is turning you kind of into kind of an advocate. Like this, it's. I think this is. This, there's a. I'm hearing something so amazing here because it's very true. Um, you know, some people chose to to keep people and their families and take care of them, but so many people didn't make that choice, mm -hmm. and they trusted 
you know, what they thought was a good decision or if, if it was somebody who may have been abandoned or orphaned or, you know, or whatever it is. Um, and even I tell people as just as a teacher who has taught kids who have special needs and special ed, people don't realize that once a child is not a child anymore, no, no one, you don't get special ed classes. You are then just considered an adult and then people don't want to deal with you, you know, just all these things. And so people who make the choice, like you said, to have put them in these places and trusted that they were going to get reasonable care only to, you know, only for it to not. I think it's amazing that you, your work also allows you to give a voice to this because there's so many implications like in this society about how we deal with our mentally, our people who need more support mentally and all that. And to give a voice, you know, from this side. And, and I, to me, a very legitimate voice, you know, whether one believes we have to know that these energies are still here, mm-hmm. you know, in, in one form or another is very, very powerful work. You guys. Mm-hmm. Very, very so last question I have for you guys is, have you ever taken something with you for one of these locations? Um, so Sonny hasn't because mm-hmm. he's like very like scared of the, oh no, I don't know if you want to say scared, but like you you think that like something would be linked to it and you yeah, just- I just don't want anything coming to my house. I've had stuff like follow me back to my house before and it's just weird. And I just think if I take something from these places that it might, you know, yeah. someone who had that belonging back in, you know, however many years ago, 50, 60 years ago, that could have meant a lot to them. And now that I have it and I know nothing about it, you know, I just yeah. feel like it's just for me. I just don't do it. I just feel like it's not a good idea for me. Like follow you back to your house, like uh, just a uh, guy goes, "Hey, you forgot this box. <laughs> you should take this with you." <laughs> or you don't um, want any uh, asbestos. Oh yeah, that yeah. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I would say I, I can't say I haven't taken anything. But I'm very like conservative with how much I take. And I, I obviously like, every time I go somewhere, my first mentality is not like, "Oh, what's a cool thing like to take from here?" Because uh, a big thing in like urban exploring is that we kind of are all like, oh, we want like people to enjoy these places just like we did, to see them just like we did, and also like to keep it, I guess, like historically accurate. So I don't want to take something that was like integral to like seeing the room as it was or like, you know, a piece of its history. So a lot of times I want to leave it so that people who come in the future will see it the same way that I did and like enjoy it. And like, I think the only time I've taken something, well, there was one asylum we went to, and I wouldn't even say that this was really like something that belonged to the asylum. Someone brought a Ouija board there and oh, left it like wedged in a wall, like wedged in the boards um, of the abandoned building. And I thought it was really cool. And I was like, okay, think about all the kids who come here and like people who are probably not gonna understand like the importance of like being respectful with that and that like the paranormal is very serious. So I took it and we like cleansed it in a way that we feel like took away any attachments and I like have it in my room and like I keep the um the planchet like separate from the actual board so there's no like weird interactions and anything um so I do have that um another location I went to the location where that like my little pony doll thing actually happened um that there that's not in the main hospital but there is a main hospital on that campus because it is multiple buildings um, that's the first abandoned building I ever actually went into. Um, so I went back to revisit it and they're in the process of like gutting the building. So I don't necessarily know if they're demolishing it, but they're going in in like full hazmat suits and like just grabbing everything they can take and putting it in garbage bins. And that's like piles and piles of history that are just being thrown away and no one's planning to preserve it. So I went back in and they have like a giant like medical library. And there was like maybe like a hundred something books left. And I was like, okay, if I take like one or two books, like, and if they're definitely for the trash, I feel like that's different. And like I said, in a way, like preserving the history because 
I feel like that like is imminent. Like they're going to go into like a landfill. So that's, I could justify that. Yeah. Um, you and then the one book, the one book that you shouldn't have taken. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. What are the chances of a spirit being bound to like a bacteriology yeah, no. book? I was like, <laughs> like I mean, sepsis, sepsis. That's why I died from sepsis right yeah. there. <laughs> and then I, the nursing home uh, that we went to on Monday, mm -hmm. I came across, and I didn't feel weird about this because. There was another bottle that I left. It was like the exact same thing. So there was like a duplicate of two. So I felt fine leaving it because I was like, okay, someone else will see this. It was just an empty, it was like a vial bottle of like uh, antibiotic. And I thought it was so cool and it expired in like 1973. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I don't know. I, I don't find myself like going in often to take these kind of things. And most of the time, like I don't. I do know some people who are like chronic, like every time they go somewhere, they take something and they'll take like a lot of stuff. And that's like something I don't really necessarily agree with because like I think there's a balance of like don't like take something if you feel like in six months you're gonna be like oh why did I take this and throw it out because then you just took something that someone could have really appreciated that maybe should have stayed in that building mm -hmm. that was like and in a sense like you deciding like oh I actually didn't want this as much as I thought and just throwing it away is a little bit like kind of like fuck you to the patients and like the experiences of these people so yeah. You kind of have to do a, a Marie Kondo exercise. Does this bring me joy? Joy. Right. <laughs> some people, it's like, I don't know if you, I'm sure everyone's experienced this, and you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is so cool. And then you have it, and you're like, oh. And then you're like, you don't really want it as much anymore. And it was just, it's just the idea of it. Yeah, the it's idea cool. is cooler than having it. Mm -hmm. so. And the only other thing I would say that people are probably freaked out that I do have is I do have one patient file. So, because that was like the one single patient file left. And that was I've yeah. never seen a patient file like this with a picture of, of a girl. little girl on it that was in this hospital because her mom admitted her into this hospital because what she was the yeah the story was that the mother admitted this girl into the hospital because she thought that she was like they use the term people minded back in the day which you know was like of like you know lower IQ status that kind of thing um, mentally slowed um and then after all their review they determined that the mother just expected way too much of her children so <laughs> that's actually pretty sad yeah it has a picture of this little girl it looks like the like a sweet little girl like you wouldn't i could not picture her in one of these places I, it, it's just so scary <laughs> to think about that and then the reality some people would argue maybe that's what happened with the my little pony doll because that was the exact same day that, that the, the my day. little pony doll thing went off mm -hmm. that was like i had the papers i went was in the hospital I put it in my car because I was like, okay, this paper is so soft. I'm like, this is so delicate. Maybe I should laminate it. I don't know what to do with this um, to like preserve it in some way before someone like literally just threw away this person's life. Um, right. And then uh, we went into the building and that like toy, like a toy that a eight year old girl would probably use is like going off yeah. and like hysterically and right laughing after. at us. Like, like she took the, took the file, so. put it in the car. We went back into another building. We explored for a little bit. And as we were leaving, this doll started to laugh. So that's what we were thinking that it was maybe the spirit of this girl or maybe another child's spirit that was there, like showing like, oh, hey, look, like I'm here. I want to play with you guys. Like, yeah, I can't say for like, it's, it's okay. Based on like, it's not clear if she died because there's also like, I don't know if she ended up being admitted into the hospital or not. Cause there's also, they would have like death records. But like I said, they were clearing out this building Mm -hmm. So a lot of those records were thrown away. This is like, I went back into, cause I knew that most of the patient files were gone. There used to be like, it Thousands. was, think about like, I don't even know how big of a room this was. Think about like 
It's a decent sized room. Like half of like a basketball court almost feeling yeah. of like just papers all over the floor. All over. Pa X pa papers, x-rays, death X records. Death everything. records, yeah. So it's like you could like see a wow. pamphlet like this big of like an entire person's like record from the entire time they were there. And everything from like talk about their dad, talk about their mom, like where are they from? Like mm -hmm. everything. Their full physical analysis, like their hair, their eyes, like everything about them. Do they very, have like, flowers on their body? Anything. Very personal stuff, basically. Yeah. Wow, like they're, they're file, they're full file. But it sounds like, I think it, to yeah. me, the thing with the, the My Little Pony sounds like maybe the little girl's spirit was glad to go with you guys. Maybe it was yeah. that was the, the possible mm -hmm. communication of, of, of a thank you or being released at that moment. Yeah, I, I get it. Like while I reacted in a like a terrified kind of way, because naturally it's like, no matter how that happens, like how are you going to act other than like shocked because it's, right. it's, a, it's a form of being contacted. But I don't necessarily think that what happened was like, because I think some people want to paint it as like, oh, is it demonic? Is it like, you know, evil? And I'm like, I don't know. I think sometimes these happen, these things happen, and it's hard to know if it's really just them being like wanting to be acknowledged and be mm -hmm. like, oh, hey, like someone's here. I've been alone in this like, you know, space for a while. Or like, thank you for like acknowledging me and like treating me like a person or like, recognizing like my hardship and being here, especially like at a young age, I don't know. It, and I can't say for certain if it's any of those things, but I think it's important to recognize that it could be that. And it's not always like scary, evil ghosts. Mm -hmm. Like some people want to make it out to be. Sometimes it's just someone wanting to be heard and be like connected to in some way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. And that's what that looks like and sounds like. That's what that to me, like it, you know, yeah, and with the pink My Little Pony doll, like it, it didn't have yeah, like. I mean, that's, mean, a, that's a crazy coincidence of that happening, like in yeah. the same. Yeah. The fact yeah. that it's something that she would have probably played with, but also just the fact that it is something very innocent. I think some people thought it was funny on like all the TikTok comments. Like it's like of all things to like manipulate such an innocent looking toy. And I was like, well, maybe that's the symbolism of it. It's not supposed to be something creepy. It's like this innocent like thing, like depicting kind of like what I would imagine her soul to be like. Because I feel like I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Annabelle, I Annabelle's a Raggedy Ann doll, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> know. Well, you know, uh, maybe 40 years from now, there'll be someone reaching out saying, did you hear my podcast? But And it will be interesting, because uh, if you think about it, with history going the way it is, there will be those kind of things, those kind of energies also. Things with the modern age, like um, when... You know, people talk about ghosts. When is the first time someone's going to see a ghost that's sitting there playing PlayStation going, get out. Yeah. I'm almost done. I am yeah. almost done, you know. Unfazed. Uh, you know, unfazed. <laughs> yeah. yeah ah, he's know. cool. He's just playing video games. Yeah. And I think some people, too, like with the video, I think, especially because TikTok is a very different kind of community, a lot of younger kids, like. Right. I think some people were trying to think I was, like, swaying them to believe. And I'm like, you know, I'm not here to make anyone a believer. Um right. It's just me trying to yeah. share my like experiences and you know for people for you know they can make of it what they will obviously i cannot prove to anyone because you know people are going to want to always think that oh it's fabricated it's fake you're doing it for views and i'm like you know i'm trying to be as genuine of a person as i can be but like i can't make you believe anything so i'm not gonna exert all of my energy mm -hmm. trying to explain yeah. you know everything when i know some people are just going to be set in that opinion of you know being a skeptic so. yeah i'm just happy we got to capture that because that was crazy to capture yeah I, our time, I know our time is wrapping up with our guests, but Sergio had a great, um, one of our, uh, one of our guests has a great, um, this is, I remember at my cousin's house when I was five or six, when I should have been sleeping for bedtime, something was gently whispering to me, very caring and soft tone, freaked out when I realized it wasn't my cousin whispering to me because he was asleep. And I, and I thought he was 
fucking with me. <laughs> but you're, he says, years later, I found out that two lesbians lived there and one killed the other and then killed herself. So you. Yeah. It's, wow. Like, you can, like I said, when you talk about like the residual energy of like things that happen, events that happen, and yeah. sometimes you even say like, if you can know like, okay, if something happens in your home, maybe did it happen at a certain time in a certain room? Like, especially like, I think sometimes animals are sometimes very perceptive to certain mm -hmm. things. Like I remember I saw like this weird TikTok video about like this person being like, my cat won't stop like sniffing my drain. And like, apparently it turns out that someone was killed in the bathroom. Like, wow. like in the shower or whatever. Yeah. So like weird things like that happen. And it's like, you can imagine like, okay, how much time passed? Like, like that's like something very, but I don't know. People always argue that like animals have that sense of like energy. Like they seem to know when things are odd or wrong or mm -hmm. So I feel like that's also very interesting. Wow, and I just, I know our time's up, but cats are said to be very perceptive in that way. Like cats mm -hmm. in particular are very female calming energy. I um I came home one day and I had been dealing with a bad breakup and I don't know, I don't even know what triggered me. I was just getting out of my car and I just got into this ball of anger in my head and I was bringing in groceries. But like in that instant, a cat that I have never seen before and never seen since like had walked up to me and it was, it was, and I, you know, and I just felt like, like, I just felt something like, like kind of calm down. Like Dana, just try to relax. Like, it's, you're, I, don't, I don't even remember what triggered me, but it was just amazing to like turn around. Cause we don't see a lot of cats around here, but this one I had never, of the ones we do see, I'd never seen this one before. So animals in that way, very much. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's, yeah, that's a crazy little yeah. coincidence right there. Yeah. yeah, like my cat knows that I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> she just knows. She's figured it out. On that note, we want to thank them for uh, hanging out with us. And, uh, yeah, it's been a good time. Thank you, know, you guys for inviting us. Thank you guys. Oh, yeah. Everybody, check them out on TikTok. Uh, look, we got it down there. Check them out on Instagram. <laughs> they have more videos than we could show today. I mean, definitely. Oh, yes. So. Follow <laughs> them, follow them, follow them. We're going to yes, definitely yes. post the video that Sunny mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... I, again, you know, some things you can't explain. Definitely. Yeah. I so. have to keep an open mind. I, I mean, I guess unless it happens to you, that's when you realize, oh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people, it's just until they have their own encounter, like it's it's hard to become a true believer. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what most people say. Like when you talk to an actual believer, it's because they've had one or multiple compelling experiences. Yeah, you can't force it. It just has to happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Again. You guys are amazing to have. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So, much. Thank you. Thank you. so grateful that you guys asked us to come on. Yeah, so, awesome. yeah. so great. Oh, yes. yeah. Make sure you guys check them out. We got the uh, Instagram there and we have the TikTok right there. Check them out. Yeah. See some really cool stuff. Those that can read, read the bottom. Bye. Bye, you guys. By the way, uh, Thank Nick you. said. Thank, uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Nick Craft Crew had a comment. Danny would be the. And yes, you can tell it's family. They call me Danny. Come on, guys. It says Danny. <laughs> No, just kidding. It's cool. Um, it says Danny would be the Rasputin of ghosts. For you history buffs, in more ways than one. Oh my. Lord. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so people that know about Rasputin know what I'm saying there. You know what I'm saying. Um, and it's not true at all, by the way. Uh, so. The you know show's what not we got? over, guys. Don't go anywhere. Oh no, it's not over. We got more oh. to talk about. We have so Wait, much, oh. so much more to talk about. Like this idiot. Here. This idiot of the week. Look at this. Hell no, I'm not resigning. Because I read that in the right voice. Says Virginia Mayor after racist post regarding Biden. Now let's let's read what her this this post was. So the mayor of Luray, Virginia, by the way, I don't know where Luray is, 
After calls to step, uh, after calls for him to step down. Oh, I thought it was. Wow. Okay. Never mind. Um, for a now deleted Facebook that read, Joe Biden has just announced Aunt Jemima is his VP pick. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like, man. Not, yeah. Like, just not now. Not now. I mean, there, Virginia obviously was one of the, um, I guess, one of our first states, one of the 13 colonies. And even though it's considered, you know, like we, I feel like I look at it as the North. It's very much a place that, you know, uh, has a, a, a long history of slavery, a long history of challenges. And we fast forward to now, like to just say that at this moment, like, is she a Republican? That's what I want to know. Like, are, are they Republican? Like, yeah. So, yeah, so we, well, we didn't we have to read that. Yeah, we didn't. We, didn't, we, don't, expect, <laughs> I, we don't have a high expectation of, of, you know, of, of their ideals, but um. But yeah, um, just the crazy thing to say. And just, it is so like, you know, there's such a negative history there. And, you know, Angel Mima, it was actually like a song in a vaudeville thing. And then eventually it became a character that was done in blackface. And then eventually it became a, a course of, of black women, uh, you know, but it was always set up as something to be made fun of, to degrade, to diminish, um, you know, uh, diminish the the value and the quality and the representation of, of black life because there was even a point at whatever at, at the point that Quaker oats and all that they began to use it to sell pancake flour and then plant pancake mix there was a point where her family was on the box and they were poor like and they were called pickaninnies like I mean in bottled up in the whole Aunt Jemima thing is like just so much darkness and so much negativity even more I think than people realize and of course and just to still be scratching at the surface of that as a slur in 2020 is idiotic and definitely crowns them idiot of the week and, and you know well this idiot even went on to say this which i don't believe it i don't even <laughs> de depict it as racist pred graves or pred whatever his name is reportedly said I ate Jim Aunt Jemima all my life. Yeah, I'm probably I haven't seen a picture of this guy, but I'm pretty sure I could tell if he ate <laughs> syrup his whole life. Um, right. <laughs> and this is about a prominent woman who made pancake batter, and the company was forced to take it off, which is wrong. He said, uh, "This is no. This was no more racist than names I've been called. I don't have a racist bone in my body. First of all, nobody that isn't racist says I don't have a racist bone in my body. That is a red flag. You say I don't have a racist bone in my body. I go shit. You're on the list." I know this right. now, <laughs> but, but here's the whole thing. There was groups of conservatives, not all, not all, but there were groups of conservatives that, uh, went at bat shit when they took Aunt Jemima off the bottle and they're saying, you know, and they showed the history, they said, you know, it was this, it was that, it was based on this. It wasn't a racist thing. But when you actually say, Hey, he picked Aunt Jemima as right. What else does that mean? And to come back saying, Oh, I didn't depict it as racist. Then what did you mean? Why does someone ask him, what did you fucking mean? And then sit there till he gives an answer, hold him with a stick or something. What did you mean? What did right. you mean? And for everyone, oh, for everyone no, who's not racist, like, but you're the person saying it. Like, how in the, do you know how it lands for the person who's being objectified? Like, that's the whole, you know, idiotic nature of racism itself. Like, how do you the person who is not, you know, experienced prejudice or racism behind your image, how do you get to say, this is not racist. It was 
based on a woman on a pancake box and the history is. Clearly, no one's really read the history because if you know that it's associated with blackface, with pickaninnies, with all the other things, I mean, you know, at whatever point that it's a show and at whatever point it became, because there eventually became a point where there were several black female performers with whom, you know, for whom uh, that portrayed this role. But it doesn't make it a positive representation of American, you know, black life. It doesn't make it, you know, anything. And then obviously, if you're happy about the pick, why compare it to someone on a box anyway? If you're happy about it. Like what, like you said, Dan, like, so what, what did you mean? What, yeah. what did you mean? No, someone should hold, hold, you know what? Every time you hear some, some just strange talk from a politician go, what do you mean? That's, that should be the number one thing that politicians hear nowadays. What did you mean? What did you just say? Say it again. <laughs> say it in other words. Don't use those ambiguous language. I just watched the George Carlin video on this. So I'm fired up about the ambiguous <laughs> language that, that, that they, you know, they make is like. What, what do you mean? So you said it wasn't racist. So why did you say it? Right. What exactly. were you trying to say? Like, because Kamala Harris to? does not look like Aunt Jemima. If anything, she looks like a Law and Order DA. So you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't put on Quaker oats or pancake boxes. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to kind of chime in a little bit. You know, I think that people don't realize. You know, things like that become monuments or become like staples in it, and we get so used to it. They don't understand the pain that's with it. Right. And, you know, the thing that, that really hit me was when, you know, my daughter, she really likes the uncle Ben's rice. And so I had these microwavable bags and she's like, daddy, who's that on the bag? What's that? Right. How do you explain to a child uh, st stuff like that? Right. So uh, people who are mad that, you know, people want to have proper representation and not this racist bullshit. It, it just blows my mind. Cause if you can't hold it in front of a child and explain it for them to understand, don't don't just don't put and put it on there. How about That's that? Powerful. That's probably. But again, it's like how do you? I don't. How do wait, you? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Uncle Ben is not a real person. Well, I don't like know a, if he is or not. I I I I once had an Uncle Ben. They told me, but he he he's not around anymore. He was a race car driver. But oh, yeah, there's yeah. Well, By the no, way, I mean, Nate I... Hall has a good joke. Nate Hall had a good joke in the comments. Oh, Come on, check, check his out. It's one of my conservative family members and friends. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> I like all races except marathons. Fuck running. Yes, you're you're right. Fuck running. Don't try to fuck while running. It's hard. Um, See, I I don't know what like I don't know if they're real people or they were this interpretation because I mean I just saw that movie with <laughs> Olivia Spencer with like Madame C J Walker and she had oh no not, not Octavia Madame. what the Octavia. hell am I talking about Octavia, Octavia. yeah Octavia but but what was it she, she the hair product thing yeah but, um, okay so I was right I was right okay. She had her face and everything in front of the bottle, like that was her thing. So I, I unless I really look into it, I, I had no idea. Like I never went into anything like that. To me, this is more like common sense, where mm -hmm. you should know that this is a bad thing to say publicly because everyone else has been scrutinized for doing it. Like what happened to that lady that ca called Michelle Obama an ape? She mm, got right. she she's going to jail. She they went after her. Like there is it's there are people that were made examples of this, and what makes it in your mind okay to go ahead and do the exact same thing? Like 
it, to me it's common sense i'm like you're you're stupid there there are people that have done the same thing and it did not go well what makes you the exception to do this what makes you exceptional um so an uncle ben um the man's name is not ben what they did though was um they decided that they thought that a great representation would be a a black mater d of like a hotel so there is a man named frank brown who for whom the original artwork is you know now the, the idea of why frank brown should be the face of rice you know is the same reason why you know why and and also just so you guys know uh angel mima didn't always look like the 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 picture that we see like it came from like this these other you know horrific representations and and then proceeded to then be mapped based on the women who the the black women who eventually portrayed her so the last image of aunt jemima that we see represents the, the actual physical features of the one the last one of the last women who played the role in this traveling show but with uncle ben there wasn't a Ben, there was just Frank Brown who they decided that this would be a way to market rice. Which is and, a and weird ben, marketing Ben just thing, joined man. us. Well, Ben just joined us, Ben Ben Badad. I hope I'm saying that right. And uh, I, I don't know if he's an uncle. Uh, are you an uncle, Ben? Hey, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> are you an uncle, Ben? Because, you he, know. He very well might be, you know. I don't know. Is he an, is he an uncle? But he said we all, hi. We all got here somehow. You know, there, there is <laughs> one Hey, your uncle, uncle didn't make you. Okay. Did he wait, now? Wait. There, there is one Uncle Ben that made us all cry. Okay, do we have to remember Spider Man? Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, okay. Tears. It's Ben. Ben's. I. Oh wow. I don't I'm know that. Hey, I. I will not. I will not. Yeah, I will not butcher that. that. <laughs> I, I respect you too much to even try. Mm -hmm. But hello. Hello. I will call you Ben the Big D. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people pronounce mispronounce my name, so yeah. want to try. <laughs> so, so we shouldn't, so we shouldn't push back our our second guest any further because yes. he's going to be. Yes. We're running a little late today, but I think we should go on to our next subject just for ten minutes, just for ten. Oh yes, and I'm sharing. I'm going to share. I did share my screen, and uh, yeah, okay. adding it right now. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about completely bizarre things that people are addicted to. Number one, drinking urine. That's a beautiful picture there. Yeah. I don't know if there's much to say about that. Um, that it's uh, gross. It's absolutely gross. That's yeah. Good. But when it's warm, it's sterile. Oh. Oh. Yes. By the way, anybody that wants to know out there, peeing on somebody who's been stung by a jellyfish does not work. That was... Donald Trump confirmed. invented that just so he had more people to pee on. Um, so he enjoyed I gonna, that. I was going to say something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say it. Say it. No, 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 no. I don't. No, man. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't. I won't get in trouble. <laughs> oh, okay. We're not going to. Wait, wait. What was the name of that guy that would make celebrities drink their own pee on that show? Bear Giles? Oh, Bear Grylls? Bear Grylls. I, I don't know. He would like have celebrities and they would pee. They would drink their own pee. I have no idea for what reason, uh, but I think Courtney Cox and, and Michelle Rodriguez, there was like, okay. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I'm, I think I he just that did that and then laughed. He, he, he went off stage and went, it's fucking idiots. Yeah. But you know what? I, I see, I see that though. And then I started getting flashbacks of uh, Joe Rogan with fear factor. So, you know, urine, I mean, you know, urine or bull penis. I, I, I don't know. She doesn't know. look like she's enjoying it either. She's like, it's, she's compelled to do it. 
and that might just be apple juice with a little bit of uh, dish soap in it. We don't know if that's real. So, what is the next one, sir? I know you're done. Getting uh, coffee uh, enemas. Wow. Well, you know, the best part of waking up enough. is Folgers up your ass. So <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh man, it would have been better if I said Folgers up your butt, but you know. Are, are these coffee beans organic? Oh yeah, is this decaf? Because I'm going to be awake for a while. Why would you need to do that? All you need to have is just a cup of coffee and you're just like... Bah! I was going to say, if you just drink it, if you just drink it, if you just drink it, if you just... Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, that made me think I, I need more beer. Uh, Craft Crew, this is what I'm doing tonight. Voodoo Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Experimental IPA. Experimental. If you want to sponsor like, the show... Yeah. Yeah, you just, know, uh, you know, Dan yeah. will drink it more often. I will drink Ooh. your beer if you sponsor the show. I'll drink your beer anyway. I'm, I'll just do that. <laughs> so. But it's a good beer. And uh, I thought experimental. How about being experimental with coffee enemas? So next show, just kidding. Um, anyway. Well, I will say real quick before we, uh, you can still move on, but uh, cancer patients, one of the treatments they do is actually coffee enemas. Uh, yes. I had to help. I had to, uh, whether it grosses people out or not, it's okay. I'm an adult. You won't hurt my feelings. If you think it's disgusting, it's okay. But I had to it's help disgusting. my mom. Yeah, I know. I had to help my mom actually do it a few times. So it's real. It's cancer. A lot of cancer people do coffee enemas. Wow. Cancer that's sounds good. weird. Wow. For people who have cancer, excuse me. I'm sorry. None of you said the obvious, you know, <laughs> with friends like this, who needs enemas? So anyway, um, <laughs> oh Jesus! What's the next one? It's bleaching right. hair. I think this one's a little boring, but uh, how could we make this funny, everyone? Bleaching hair. I don't know. We're gonna move on. I was gonna say how many more before because I'm excited about our guests. So how, how many? Oh, uh, we're we're only gonna do a few more, a few more, because I love this one. Eating mattresses. Oh boy. Stacy, drinking tonight. Uh, water. <laughs> Because yeah. I can't drink alcohol with antibiotics. It, oh, should I tell them? What, no, I'll, I'll tell you guys later what happened. I couldn't open my mouth for like several days, which was a blessing yeah. for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and it's, it saved you from eating mattresses. If you think of it in the positive, you didn't eat any mattresses. That would give you spring fever. Oh! <laughs> but, um, I, I actually hurt because I said that. I'm sorry. You're like my soul. Uh, but, uh, but this guy, yeah, this this guy in this Stop picture, it, he's eating. Yeah, he's, yeah. My daughter just walk in. I heard that, and I'm very disappointed. Closes the door. Um, <laughs> eating mattresses. You're not my uh, this like, Yeah. What What does his dad say to him? Hey, get out of your bed and stop eating your bed. Like what? The, like how does that that conversation go? <laughs> you don't eat your food in the bed. <laughs> yeah, just eating a eating a mattress. I I hope he's not eating the mattresses you find on the street, like out with the trash, because there's a story to those. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody mixed tang in this one. Anyway, with, with oh my god, like this the the consumption. <gasps> um, Breast implants? No. So first of all, I know guys addicted to breast implants, but not in the same way. Um, right, right. <laughs> and yeah, there are people who are addicted to procedures. Like that, that's that's that is a thing. Like where people who are addicted to getting procedures done. And, and this this lady like built herself up to an MMM bra, which all guys would say is, mm, "That's an mm -hmm. mm bra." Mm -hmm. 
I'm addicted, no, to, like, I'm addicted to supplements. I'm addicted to health supplements. That's my oh, addiction. Yeah. Same, same, same thing. <laughs> I love, I like anything. Like if you say, Dana, you should try and it's going to make me healthier, then I'm going to buy it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel you. As long as it's not what? like, I don't know, like uh, I, dried goat's I, penis or something. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> But and I, I think, think the this whole is thing about yeah. the breasts. Like, I, why would you oh. keep changing your breasts? It maybe they're addicted to being touched by doctors because it's the only time somebody will fondle them. Like, <laughs> what? Touch me. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe I think you raised something uh, interesting there. Uh, it, the attention factor in that one. There's, there's all of these have extremely interesting mental implications. But yeah. Well, well, well. I think it might be that they got addicted to the fact that that was the recovery time was the only time their family would leave them fuck alone to watch the movies they want on Netflix. There you so, go. There you know, go. I watched some interesting movies my my wife never wanted to watch after both vasectomies, so it was interesting. We'll get to that story <laughs> one day. Vasectomies. Yeah. Some both. some don't take. Some don't take. Some don't take the first time, and that's scary to a lot of men. So we have eating it. eating the ashes, eating the ashes of, of dead, dead people. people. First of all, where do you go to get these? I can answer that question. Oh. Just give me a few seconds. Give me a few seconds <laughs> and I can answer that. Right here. Right here okay? <laughs> yeah, Stefan's right got a here. buffet. Oh <laughs> yeah, see, but but I I love my mom, so yeah, that's definitely not gonna happen. No. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And do they the at least add some think, milk? The only thing I can think of, and I can't, and usually these these types, any type of weird consumption. I love to eat. I love food, but there are no calories. It is that would be a no calorie snack if you. <laughs> See, like mine would never go to that. Like, <laughs> all right, Danny, um, you twisted. twisted. Well, it would. <laughs> hey, it would probably just make your tongue ashy. So you know, okay, well, right now you're talking to a woman who's battling, uh, who's battling belly fat and battling uh, inner thighs. So right now it's all about no calories. That's all. Like that's all. My whole, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm, I'm my whole down is no calories. <laughs> I am with you on that. Like, but not well, only, not only that. Like how like. Well, what goes through somebody's head? You want to eat it? Like the next thing you know, they're gonna say they want to sniff it, like 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 cocaine or something. Like what? Like oh no, you, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already been done. I wonder what does people... Antonio have to do? Maybe Antonio has some ideas about any of this, right? Right. Yeah. Walking up to the crematorium. You got any new ones today? <laughs> I'm hungry. But we should bring on. Yes. Who's gonna do the intro this time? Anybody? Well, oh yes, I got it. I got you. I got you. I got you. Here's the intro. Point. Here we go. Here this goes. is. I am extremely nervous about what I'll be doing later today, and that is to take a stand-up comedy class. I just feel like at my age, I want to try something different, something new. And I feel like taking a I class like, like a this class will like help me step out of my comfort zone. Hopefully, hopefully, it will inspire me to be more creative in other areas of my life. Well. The plan is the to plan have a little bit of 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 a
Honestly, I have no idea what to expect. Who knows? I might fail miserably. But I'm okay with that. Because my goal here is to push myself to take a risk and see where it leads me. With us now, Antonio Scarpita. Welcome, welcome. How you doing, man? Thank you for having me here. It's a, yeah, enjoy the show, but you guys, you go from from beer to ghosts to uh, ashes. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> we try to be versatile. Hey, how's it going, man? Good to see you, ladies, Stacy, Dana. So. Uh, Hey man, I always like seeing your guitars in the background. You know, mine are a little different, but uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> I, I always like that when we see you at open mics, man. Stephen uh, um, told me that you guys have a, a, a past, you know, helping each other out with, with the music and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I did produce a couple, one enthraller album, and then uh, yeah, I have an album that just came out this last year, but uh, it's very hard to promote right now when you can't play live. So. Yeah. Uh oh, uh, Stacy, we can't hear you. <laughs> so, we got some questions for oh, you. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, it's on Amazon Prime right now. The eight weeks to six minutes. Um, and yeah, it just uh, just came out. Um, you know, uh, what inspired you to make this uh, documentary? Yes, actually, it just came out. It's been out there for a week, and it's been great uh, uh, response from people. Uh, you know, the, the inspiration is this is a it's a it's a, it's a self discovery. It's a journey of self discovery, and uh, and really taking a big risk. Really, you know, something about facing your fears that that, that takes you to a place that you, you probably never imagined would happen. And that's what inspired to me. I just wanted to meet the person who was going to come out. At the other end of the eight weeks, and see what it was like to be him. You know? Because no matter what, when you face something so difficult as what I did, you know, uh, and and, uh, and 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 you always gonna change somehow, whether it's successfully or not. But somehow you're gonna come out of the other end of the journey, being a different person. So it was, oh, yeah. it was mostly about telling the story about that. Yeah. Uh, what was uh, some of the hardest challenges you dealt with uh, when uh, you know filming it and having to do stand-up pretty much at the same time? Uh, well, no, actually, um, I think the hardest part about completing this project was time, because uh, it was it was a, la- a labor of love. You know, I mean, uh, we weren't paid, we weren't we didn't have a budget. It was my idea, and uh, I just recruited a couple of friends who had some some really nice cameras and. Uh, I gave him my story and I said, this is what I want to do because this is something that was not in my radar ever in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing standard comedy was not something that's even real to me because of the scary part of the whole thing. So when he came out to the, to the idea of, of, uh, of, of doing something that I never done before, I proposed the idea to the to economy was the uh, my, my first instructor in the documentary. 
And uh, he, uh, he loved the idea. He presented it to the board of the school and they loved it. So that's how I put my, my team together. And it's okay for the next eight years, we're just gonna take a camera, a couple of cameras, maybe sometimes three, four cameras inside the stage of the classroom having this and record everything. And then after eight weeks of footage, that's a lot of footage. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to go through. And then I am an editor and uh, I, I came to me to, to put, assemble, assemble the whole thing together. And, and you know, I work full time. I work doing a, a motion graphics, special effects, all that stuff. And it's only my free time or in the weekends, you know, sometimes uh, just I work weekends. So it, it just becomes a, a really difficult thing to do when you, when you just don't have a deadline or, or a budget or anything like that. So that's how I think that was the hardest part to do, which is dealing with the time. You know. Staying focused on it, trying to get it done, trying to put it together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it just happened uh, two years ago, or exactly when I, I wrote it up, two years to, to go to the next yeah. uh, I didn't uh, edit it because when I assembled the project, there was so much that I, I, I mean, I put it together in a set. It was very rough. It, I get to a point that it was a wall that I couldn't go through because I was too close to the material. And see myself, you know, it's not always that easy to see myself in, in doing this stuff. You know? So I had to hire um, a, a colleague of mine, Marco Rodriguez, who's a great editor, and he's the one who put the, uh, the, the first rough cut and the final uh, cut, and then I, I did the adjustments at the end. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, somebody actually left. Uh, How long uh, did it take you to, to make this movie with Amazon? Oh, the Amazon project was kind of a kind of a fast actually. It was it was a lot faster dealing with them than it was to with Netflix. Netflix is very very difficult. People. I mean, the requirements, the technical requirements. You have to start with them from the beginning before you start your project. Otherwise, there's no way you can figure out how what is it that they want. So I, I, I edited a, a, an hour and 45 minutes documentary for my, my, my comedy teacher. And uh, they dealt with Amazon. So in that process, it helped me figure out how to get into them and then how to upload and get the technical uh, things. And uh, it was already, it, it was great because it was already done. I mean, they didn't have to deal with budgets or anything like that. And, uh, and I just got to the technical stuff and the requirements. And I, uh, I went, I took me a couple of tries because of the, the, the slow connection that I was trying uh, first. I mean, these are huge files, and they want the highest resolution you can get. And mm -hmm. we're talking about really huge files. I mean, one hour can take you a couple of three days or something like that. Wow. Uh, thing, you know, so I went and did something with a very fast connection, and it took about maybe six, seven hours. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember hearing uh, what, was from there, you. Did oh, you sorry, have what? like a really expensive budget when you decided to make this or how? Zero, zero budget. <laughs> you know, I'm an editor, so I know how to finish a movie. I mean, the, the, the hardest part was to get the footage in. And, one, and since we did it all as one team, once I got the footage, the rest was up to me. I didn't have to hire anybody else. So I did the footage, I did the color correction, the look. I did hire somebody to do the, uh, the, the audio because that's one thing I didn't want to venture in. I wanted to have a, a good audio. So he's the only one that I hire outside me because, uh, like I say, you know, as an editor, I'm used to finishing films. I know what it takes to take, to take the footage, edit it, and make it happen and get to the theaters. 
So I right. didn't have, there wasn't a problem for me. I know it's, it's huge for somebody who's never done it, for somebody who's never an editor. But for me, it was the easy part because that's what I do for a living. Oh yeah, I saw I saw documentaries so, on different. Uh... So what you're basically saying is, making the movie was the easy part. It was the whole distribution thing that was your biggest challenge. Uh, well, the distribution thing hasn't been there yet. I mean, it, we got lucky with the Amazon. Yes, it was a, a great uh, uh, achievement to get to that point. You know, uh, now I'm starting to talk to people about distribution. Yeah, that's another beast. But I think the biggest challenge was to really find the time and focus because it's hard to do something by 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 segments, you know, because you lose focus, you have to come back, review what you've done before, review the footage. It's very hard to do a film that way. I think that was the biggest challenge for, for me. Yeah. Uh, I wanna so, yeah. say something yeah. really quick, Stacy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was just saying that I watched a documentary on uh, film editing and stuff and yeah, if you don't have a good editor or you don't know somebody who knows how to edit that, I mean, you, you may not even have a movie. <laughs> yeah, completely. Right. I, I see films really go to trash in editing, and I see films really go to, to the top in editing, too. So it does take a really good editor to get these things. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the, the good thing about this is that it was it was it was my 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 journey, you know. So I didn't know what was going to happen. I took at the beginning of the eight weeks. I just said, "Let me go." And then uh, many times in the film, I, I'm just about to quit because it's so hard. And uh, but uh, but you know, the story, the, the, the beautiful part about this documentary is not that you're going to get a, 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 an award by for cinematography or anything like that. Is that the message is out there. I mean, if you see the reviews, people are just getting the message. They're just saying, man, this is this is this is a great piece of storytelling because of this, of this, and that. They're not saying, what a shitty project. I can't even see the good lighting in there. It's not about that. What can never about that? Because when yeah. you have two, three cameras and and, 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 and limited uh, resources, you want, you have to you have to tell the story better than anything else. So yeah. I'm glad that. That's what getting what's getting out there. I mean, if you're doing a, a documentary, it's not always going to have the lighting in the place where you need to film. It's you're going to be I, at the place where the documentary goes. Incredible. Yes. <laughs> so, Antonio, like, so, but did you? I do have this question because it's such a great story and such a great premise. Did you have like kind of a mapped out idea of? the story itself, meaning that you got the eight weeks of footage from, you know, the eight week journey, but did you, before you sat down to edit, did you, did you have kind of a map that you wanted to follow or did you kind of look at all of that footage and then say, what can I, what can I then uh, create from this footage? Which, which came first? Uh, that's a very good question. You know, I have zero idea. Um, my, when my, my, my journey started um, uh, at, the, uh, at the beginning, you know, I just went and said, okay, record everything that's happening here. That's how we're going to get to it. You know, at the end of that, when I got all the footage, you know, my first step is to assemble the whole thing in, in a way that I can, it can make sense to, 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 to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And that's when you start finding the, the gems, you know, you start finding the golden nuggets. And this and that's something that you never thought you were going to use, but it was, it was hidden here somewhere in a camera shot and stuff like that, a reaction or something like that. You start discovering these things, and then somehow the story is telling you how to finish it. 
And that's a yeah. message to me because it's about it's something I hear since I've been taking comedy. It's like, you don't find the jokes, the jokes find you. And it's the same about anything. The story finds you when you're in it. And that's why I'm getting back to the challenges about doing this in two years, is when you get, you get off the focus, you have to find it again to come back. And that is the hardest part to do when you're editing, is trying to find the story there. Because when you're doing it day by day, you're on it with it, with it, with it. You take, it's taking you somewhere. So you, you, you finish it. I hear that about documentaries, though, that 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 because they do, you know, that takes a little longer to finish them. You have all this footage, even if you had kind of what made you enthusiastic. I've heard repeatedly from documentarians that you then have to because it takes time. You have to then find it again. And like you said, there's these gems that you didn't that wasn't a shot you went after. But thank goodness in the expanse of getting everything you got that you know, this thing. And it's like you said, we have to be vessels. And that's, I don't know, I'm in a comedy group and that's what, like, whenever someone says, I don't know if any of the comedians have ever noticed this. Sometimes the things that you say as a, as an accidental tag, like you have this prepared joke or this prepared story, then you hit this tag on your way out that you didn't plan for. And that's what actually gets the laugh even more than kind of what you were planning in the first place. And that's, you know, so it's that we have to be vessels. Very powerful stuff, uh, Antonio. Um, yeah, yeah very, very true. You know, and, and it's great. It's, it's one of the things that I I, uh, I appreciate about this journey to me is how much of that I've encountered. Not as, not as, uh, just in the film, but it's in my own life. You know, how to pay more attention because when you, when you go through something like this, it's terrifying. You know, somehow fears has a different meaning for you. It's it's a, it's more of a, of about curiosity. Than, than anything else, not paralyzing anymore. So it's, it's something that I love about this because it's uh, it, it, it's a new thing for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a sorry, real quick. We had a person that put a comment. I want to definitely uh, uh, put it well, on. He there. He was, yeah, he did mention before that he was doing film editing and special effects before. Okay. So. <laughs> just uh, someone that missed it missed it a little bit mm -hmm. um well before you spawned in but what were you like so you were doing motion i also started motion graphics as well um uh and uh visual effects what projects were you working on because you're doing that full-time so you're at least creative full-time but what were you working on as you know what were you what were your full-time projects as you went on to this project that you're allowed to talk about uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we do a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, docu series for streaming and stuff like that. I mean, uh, especially with, when it comes to building cars, uh, car builders and stuff like that. We we do the, the Baja races. I don't know if you know about that. The, the off road races, the Baja One Thousand, and uh, and we do one hour shows for NBC, and they're only uh, uh, specific for the Baja races. You know, so they they come. They, there's a series of five shows. I go through the whole year and that when those those shows come it's about a month and a half to two months of pretty much working every day even weekends so that that's the kind of stuff and plus i do like i said i do some writing i've written directed and, and produced about several talking uh, uh short films about you know stuff that i like to write about so I, that keeps me busy too you know and i love you know guitar is one of the things that it just takes me away from things and, and, and this is like a, 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 a pacifier to me <laughs> yeah oh i can i can uh, relate to that buddy yeah 
Yeah. So I, I try to find time for these things, you know, because they're important to me. And now comedy is something that I never had in my plans ever in my life. You know? It's something that I really, really want to enjoy because of the writing. I've always been a storyteller. And I never saw myself being in front of us, in the stage, telling people that I don't know stories. But I always told stories. That's why I became an editor, because that's the power editors have at the end of the film to tell the story the way it should be told. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're shaping it, man. I know, yeah. I know. It's part of it. Taking out the certain parts where it might be too much. Well, there, well, there was. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember which director it was, but I know it was one of the three I might name. But I know it was, uh, was it Quentin Tarantino, Scorsese, and there was another director, and he was saying, you know, I shoot a lot of stuff, and some of it is a lot, and I, he, what, what, I forget what he says, something along the lines. He feels bad for his editor because he knows that even if he watches the dailies or watches what they shot, it's not a movie until his editor starts touching the movie. Wow. So. I think it was Tarantino. He had, uh, oh, okay. his, yeah. I think his editor when when she died, she he went into a full like you know even before she died he was that could that could ruin your career, dude. That, <laughs> that's not a joke. That's tough. Like I didn't know that. I know I do know what I know is that Scorsese has had the same director his whole career. There's a woman that is his editor. Sorry, that is his editor, yeah. and she's been his editor editor the whole. Yeah. His whole career, one person. Yeah, and, and, and you know what, what? What the reasons why these people stick together to each other? Because it's it's a it's a bond that is 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 so important. Because it's hard to to deal with different people like that. You, know, you don't want to have an editor who can do a film. You know, you know the person who's going to come in and help you do this thing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, your, it's your baby, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think that Quentin Tarantino ever had this conversation where he goes, "But why do we have to edit out all the feet shots I took?" <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but you know, but he, oh sorry, he loved he loved his editor. Like if you go into YouTube and you go and see the Inglorious Bastard shots, like he would make sure that every actor would give his editor a shout out before the scene or after, and sometimes he just randomly throw it in there and make it like that's that's love. I I think in order for you to have a perfect vision like for you to have exactly what you want you need to be one like you need to be completely in sync with your editor yes they're uh, the ones that are yeah. molding what you're planning you're yeah. you're all visually imagining this but the person that's actually molding your project into what you want it to be is your editor, editor. yeah and on, and on that note really quick i just want to say something uh sorry i don't mean to interrupt but the you know a lot of people don't know this actually it's a fun fact uh the last fantastic four movie that was really really bad that came out from fox yeah. believe it or not that the guy who filmed it who's also an editor they didn't let him have final cut they didn't let him show his edit of the movie they actually gave it to i believe the guy was a somebody who worked with him that did trailers and they let him have car blanche over the uh final cut of that movie that's why that movie is just awful yeah, wow yeah. So he just cut it like you... a trailer and just added in a world well, over and over again. Yeah, probably, but that's yeah, the fact that the the studio doesn't trust you enough to edit your own movie if you've already proven that you can and they liked him because he did the film Chronicle. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. was like an indie oh, no. flick about these those kids that run into the, what the UFO or something uh, Yeah, that was great. 
Yeah, it was yeah, a great movie. That's not, that sounds like somebody got mad at the director. That's what that honestly sounds like. That well, totally sounds yeah. like somebody in production <laughs> got mad at the director and wanted to get back at him because no, you you should not be willing to risk losing money on a project by not letting a qualified. And they, person. you know, they knew that he what he was about and what he made because they, they yeah they, they probably fired from doing the Star Wars movie. If I remember correctly, it was the same director that got fired from the Star Wars movie. They fired no. like two people. Oh, those no, those guys were. Um, they did Lego Movie, I believe. Yeah, I believe those are the people from Lego Movie, if I'm not mistaken. If it was if it was personal, it was probably just a complaint like this guy had only cereal at craft services every morning. Screw this guy. Yeah, because the uh, the two guys from I, I'm pretty damn sure it was the Lego Movie guys. They were supposed to do what was it Han Solo, and then mm-hmm. uh, they uh, got booted by was it Kathleen Kennedy, and then Ron Howard took over. Well, no, I think Han, I think Han Solo had like two directors. That yeah, yeah, those are the yeah, they're I, the the pair that did the Lego movie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, I think I think two direct, like two pay, like, I think the Fantastic Four guy got fired first. I think mm-hmm. I he, I remember he was tied to a project and he ended up getting fired. That that's why I, I'll stick to that. Yeah. I'm gonna Google that one. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a different guy though. I think so. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. <laughs> Quick question for Antonio. So Antonio, like what's you, you've got, so are you looking to stay and do more documentaries? Like, or like, are like, are are you working on a comedy special? Like what's, what's next um, in your filmmaking uh, toolbox? Yes. I'm always writing. I love documentaries. So I'm always uh, uh, trying to come up with an idea or something like that. I'm writing a script about me growing up. Uh, I'm originally from Venezuela. So growing up in, uh, in, uh, in South America and the crazy stuff that I used to do out there. And uh, yes, uh, the answer, to answer that question, I, I like to get to a point that I can do a special. You know, uh, you know it doesn't have to be Netflix, it doesn't have to be a big thing. I just want to write enough material to feel like a 45 minutes. And, and I, I, I want to get my, my closest friends and people who want to come in and, and listen to it, you know, whatever happens after that. But I think it's, it's an amazing challenge. I worked on, uh, on Bobby Oliver's. He's an amazing uh, comedian, you know. And now in 25 minutes, and she's been doing this for over 25 years. And, and I loved it. I loved doing, I mean, being, and, and the, and the amount of material, the original material that she has is incredible. So I like to get to that point. But I'm just, I just have only two years doing this. You know? And I have a long ways to go. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So, such a great tribe uh, working with Dow and working with Bobby and the team. Great teacher uh, and just a great, you know, building such a great community. Um, I started, I started my open, I started doing open mics there to, to really, really, uh, you know, to, and then they have progressed to shows. And so, and there's such a, such a great community there. And, yeah, I directed, uh, I directed a couple of uh, comedy specials. So mm-hmm. if you're very interested in doing a special, let me know. I, I, I kind of have a, an idea what, what how it's done. Thumbs up! Don't don't be surprised. Don't have, don't don't forget you said it when we emailed you. When I, when I send you an email, I'm gonna email you when I send when I reach out. I'm like like Dana, Dana who? What are you talking about? Therapy of the first? I don't know what you're talking about. I was never on it. I don't know. The talent is it. I love to do it, man. I mean, I, 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 this is what I like doing: directing and editing and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely. And and Antonio, you were actually at my very first uh, open mic. I don't know if you knew that at the time. So I didn't know it was your first open mic, but I knew you were uh, checking it out. You know, 
<laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you were at one before that, before the class, actually. I believe oh, okay. you were there. Yeah. So, um, but yes, I've seen you a few times. So it's always good to see you at, at those things. Likewise, yeah. man. I, I enjoy seeing everybody else's uh, material, how different we all are, you know, because that's, that's what makes us unique. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I did have a question also. Uh, what does your family think about you doing stand up comedy? And your friends, <laughs> my family, <laughs> you know, for, for many years they think I'm crazy <laughs> because I'm, I'm the, kind of the only one who's, who's gone in that direction who, uh, who's never uh, been well. I mean, my family they always wanted uh, academics and. and my father is Italian, so he was very strict and all that stuff. But I, I, I once I, I stopped pursuing the love that I, the, the passions that, that I have, and I started deviating from all the stuff that they they wanted us to do. So I started doing my own thing, and they love it. They love it that I'm here here doing the stuff that I, I love doing, and that I'm, I'm I'm making people laugh and stuff like that. So there's no beef or anything like that. But they always think I'm a little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Something different. I, I think in order to be a really good stand-up comedian, you have to be a little crazy. I mean, come on, look, look at these three crazy ones. I'm the only sane one out of all of them. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. The next one would be... Uh, I guess you... Who would you... Like, Comedy-wise... Uh, who would you say are your major influences or people that you, you know, really enjoy or you really like? Um, you know, I, I, I love the, uh, the old guys, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, Richard Pryor, you know, uh, Robin Williams, Carling. I love the, the comedy. And the new, new people coming up, there's a guy called, uh, from New Jersey, half Italian, half American, uh, um, I can't remember his name, uh, but he's very, very funny because his physical uh, comedy, you know. And, he, and I relate to him being half Italian, you know, of all the stuff that, that he tells a story. And that's the kind of the style that I like to get into more storytelling in, 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 instead of just jokes, jokes, jokes. You know, so it's more storytelling about that. His name is, uh, it's an Italian, half Italian from New Jersey. Um, Let's see if we can find out for you. All of New Jersey, huh? full of Italians. Yeah, yeah. Italians from New Jersey? What are you talking about? How many Italians could there be in New Jersey? <laughs> Mastalzano, Mastalcaso. Oh, Sebastian, Sebastian M. Yeah, I don't know Sebastian Mazale. I don't know. He talks like this. Hey, Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Is that how you say it? There, that might. Hey, you did it best, I think. Italian is probably a, as a language I've never tried to study, but that's what it looks like, um, yeah. you know, based on everything else. Yeah. Sebastian, like you said, Sebastian. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's great. He's, he's great, especially yeah. the, the talking about the family and at the dinner table. He has a couple of good things about when they either go to restaurants or they're just eating with the family and yeah, how he's yeah. just dealing with it. It's, it's those are great. Yeah, no, and, and I have I have the same. I grew up in in a kind of an environment, you know, and the kind of stuff. Well, I have a said about you know my my, my grandfather naming the grandkids religiously and all this stuff, and uh, it's kind of that's the kind of stuff I want to start talking about. Would you? 
Antonio, oh, to piss off your family, like, it, what's the best way to piss them off? Do you, like, go to Olive Garden and take a picture? Is that how you piss <laughs> off your family? I use, I use Wagyu in the, in the pasta. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. This oh, stuff's from New York City. I know that's salsa, but it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you're disowned. How dare you? <laughs> Sold out. <laughs> Would you like to stay with us and uh, partake in the Ask Reddit of the Week, Antonio? What is it? It's a Ask Reddit of the Week. Ask, ask what? Ask Reddit. Oh, ask Reddit. So we, so we got some. We, we got, got a, a thing here. Oh, gosh. I'm slacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to put mine up. Okay. We got just a couple more segments. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One second. Uh, just got to. Oh, just gotta time, put this man. on the anytime. right thing. No, it shouldn't have been any time. I was just, I was, I was listening. I was enjoying, and then I forgot to put it up because I'm I wanna, an amateur. I want to make sure you see this too, uh, Antonio. Uh, By the way, Glo this, yeah, this, this Glow oh, yes. said uh, she loved your movie. Thank and you. Your documentary. Just so she you gave know. you the 100 too. I, one time, someone's gonna explain that to me one day because I just don't know. I'm out of the loop. So, is it 100 <laughs> percent? Yeah, yeah, just keeping it, it 100. Just keeping it 100. Oh, okay. Keeping it real. Mm -hmm. Keeping it, but you know, real. Yeah. But good real, like good real, honest, good, good real, not just keeping it real in any kind of way. Yeah. I, I'm Here 28 and I have to keep going to Urban Dictionary because there's always a new word I, I don't know. I'm like, what the <laughs> What is this? Like, I had to figure, I had an Urban Dictionary WAP. I was like, what does that mean? W A P. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. Like, I, I learned it. I learned it after. I learned it right before the song, and then, but I wasn't. I wasn't on the front of the train, but I was in the middle of the train, and then, then the song. I was like, oh, okay. I thought it. I originally I thought it was uh, just like for a trap. It was like you know with a penis, but I guess it means something else. Well, that's pretty close. <laughs> oh, okay. What What does it mean? Come on. It's a. Uh... Tina's like, I ain't saying that shit. <laughs> it rhymes with wet, wet and gushy. It is, it is gonna uh, trap uh, a penis. You know what? It yes. is gonna trap a penis. There you go. You were right all Oh, along. okay. I already well, know I, where Dan, I, yeah. Dan's head's going. I already know. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> Thailand. I'm sorry. I've never been there and I probably won't be. So, um, we got our ask Reddit for the weeks, which some people have probably already read. And these are nerdiest pickup lines that we got today because, hey, why not? <laughs> so this first one is, you must be a planet because I feel like circling Uranus. How nerdy is that? is that? I don't know. How far was he trying to get with that? Like, no base? <laughs> well, if you're circling the anus, it means you don't know what you're doing. You're like, uh, when do I, when do I actually do something here? What do I do uh, with this? I, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> Is it with a crayon? I'm just no. circling this. No, he knows. He's talking about orbiting, which means he's calling them fat. It's messed up. Is it? Oh, is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> My head went straight to that Disney Channel thing. Remember how they used to draw the Mickey ears, the, the, the Disney Channel stars? So you thinking about, oh, God, I'm so perverted. God help me. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney Channel. <laughs> We're drawing someone circling an anus. None of the kids will know. Okay. This will be great. Hey, let's go on to the next one. Who wants to read it before I put it up? Uh, I can do it. All right. So I like surprises. That's the right, art. 
<laughs> ah, okay. Uh, let's see. I choose you over D and D. Yeah, okay. that's quite nerdy. Like, uh, yeah, he's he's gonna be a virgin uh, till he's fifty. Oh, titular what? titties. Well, his name's titular titties. Come on, or hers. forty. He'll be a virgin till he's forty. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm By the way, do D and D fans like before they decide what position do they roll dice? Excuse me. Oh, yes, yes, sir. What's up, Antonio? I don't know what D and D means. Me neither. Ah, Dungeons and Dragons. Ah! Dungeons and Dragons. It's a role-playing game. Basically, what it takes is three hours to set up your character, and then you have to do some cocaine to do the rest of the game. So that's what it is. Uh, but but yeah. you got to also mention that there are people who play that religiously and are so hardcore, so hardcore. And I know some people that can be stuck on a game for three to five fucking years. I'm not making that shit up. It's yes. fucking crazy. That's me. That's me. That's why. I, that's why I don't play other games. Like I could play Fallout for a week, and I probably wouldn't shower if I didn't smell so <laughs> and i was i was speaking from experience because we were doing some rather heinous things when i was 18 years old when we someone said hey you want to try D D?" and three hours later i finally made my character and i go we're done right and they goes no we haven't even started the game and i'm like i am out of this now okay oh. it took three hours to make my character are you kidding oh, yeah. people do oh, this yeah. But then again, oh, yeah. I spend time it's on other RPG, stuff. It's an RPG, right? It's oh, yeah. an RPG. Dice, you have a board. People come up. Uh, there's a dungeon master. Uh, Wait, and, can you, you know, do it there? Can, can you do it like in Witcher and like Grand Theft Auto? No, I mean, this is this is generally played like with like I, a I board it's game. a dice and board. board. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's I don't even know if there's a board. Cool. It's like the dungeon master makes up these um, either can use stories from a book, yep. you know, or, or they can make up their own. own yeah. As long as they conform to the um, code, because otherwise the other nerds beat the shit out of them. So <laughs> they hit them with rulers. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I, dating I, my reference. I think the craziest story that I have for that is my brother and his friend, uh, uh, Jonathan. They were at his house and they were playing it late. And somebody, uh, I guess he was the dungeon master, if you will. And uh, they had to battle a mummy. And one of the guys was a pervert. Like, I mean, hardcore. He would roll dice just to do perverted, stupid shit. And uh, he, did, he didn't know that the, you know, the dungeon master was prepared for that, right? So he rolled dice to have sex with the uh, monster, this mummy. And then uh, the mummy gave him mummy rod on, on his dick. And uh, he, uh, it fell off because he couldn't roll to save it. Oh jeez! Oh, okay. You think there'd yeah. be a salve for that or something? No, but... no, I'm serious. I'm not making it up either. And they almost got in a fight over it too because it killed his character. <laughs> now, why that's hilarious is when you know how hardcore. Like I said, these guys play this shit for years. If they get stuck and they go on vacation or move far away, they'll have a gathering where they come back to finish these games. I'm not playing. So he was fucking pissed because he had the character for fucking years, and he, and the fucker died. Yeah, it's not like you can bring back a fictional character, you know. That's <laughs> crazy. crazy. Something uh, I missed in my childhood. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Who's going to read this next one before I put it there? Uh, I don't like surprises, but I will I will give it a go. <laughs> All right. Okay, not too bad. Um, <laughs> I love to splice your jeans. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, that's a that's a perfect pickup line for Antonio since he's an editor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yes. You're going to go splice uh, some jeans, Antonio. Uh, Just splicing jeans. Great, 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 great. Hey, but for Antonio, it would be more like I'd love to splice your shorts. So you get two <laughs> references in there. Right. Two references. Oh my Lord. All right. Oh uh, hey, Stacy, it's your turn. It's my turn? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it is. Hey, girl. <laughs> Do you like the Mandalorian? Because you're the Yoda for me. <laughs> Wait, I read oh, that. Because yeah. <laughs> baby, oh. baby Yoda won. Yeah, because Baby Yoda won. Like, you know, everybody, when they're thinking of sex, thinks of Baby Yoda. Who doesn't? Glow, please, please tell us you don't. Um, I've seen some of your Facebook posts. You love Baby Yoda. I hope that's What's not going on. What's the Mandalorian? <laughs> oh, that's a TV show that's on Disney Plus that... Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's Dave supposed Filoni. to be really good. Dave, no, I watched it all. Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. And the uh, guy who made Iron Man one and two, I'm and Zathura, oh. I'm forgetting his name. He even did Disney's Jungle Book live action. No. Uh, I'm a horrible person. I should know his damn damn name. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have all the okay, jokes. I'm not gonna lie the... though. Baby Yoda was so damn adorable. It made me want to be fertile. I was like, <laughs> I, I want to have kids now. Like, I don't yeah. care if my baby's green as long as it's this cute. Like, he could say stupid stuff that won't form an actual sentence. I don't care. Like, I'll have a baby just to have one of these. I don't care. Like, E.T. phone home. Let's do it, bitch. Uh, And Glow, I made sure we got this one just for you because you're one of our our super fans. So, made sure we put in the Baby Yoda one for you. Thank you, And and when when you think about it making flirtal, didn't you think about how much the ears and the giant head coming out would hurt? No, maybe you know they what? Don't. I'm Hispanic. I already have large hips. That's what I meant to have. A big ass, <laughs> big head baby. I'm a big head baby. If my mom can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. And I'm gonna ask for all the drugs in the world because screw y'all. I ain't doing no. I don't want drugs. I'm not that type of person. No, I'm gonna be like, drug me, drug me to the point I don't remember the next week. Do it. <laughs> And whether the baby has big ears or not, it's a that's a lot to come through there, does it? Like the big it's, ears it's, is just a plus. <laughs> it's okay. Like mama will work for your plastic surgery. It's okay. If you have big ears, as long as you're cute as a baby, I will love you as you are. And if you want to get those ears trimmed down, I won't judge. Mommy has fake boobies because she doesn't, you know, like she wasn't okay with what she had. I totally, I, I won't judge. I, I will love you. We got we a gotta, happy we, birthday. No, we got to go to Britney's shows because we, we have to say happy birthday to my cousin. She's watched every show. She is a teenager, but she understands the jokes. She's watched every show. So she's heard me at my worst like last week, right? <laughs> um, so before y'all go tonight, can you wish Haley a happy birthday? Oh, She's yes. been watching so the stream. Happy happy Hell yes, Haley. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Happy Woo! birthday. And trust me, it gets better after teenage years. So it does. It's awesome. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> it totally does. Stop it. Anyway. <laughs> it does, though. Because then, you know, yeah. every uh, Teenage years melt away as you make your accomplishments in your adult life. It's awesome. So I guess I'll read the next. I don't know. No, I want to read the last one. Stefan? I, I, I can do the next one. Hey, baby. Are you an angel? Because I'm allergic to feathers. Barfs. Mm. <laughs> so this is how this goes. Go ahead. You're supposed to do it this way. Hey, baby, are you allergic? To, are you an angel? Because I'm allergic to feathers. <laughs> because that's a pickup line. Someone said that's a pickup line. 
Yeah. That is not picking anybody up, though. Nobody's. That's well, uh, going it makes someone pick something I mean, up. Is the bark supposed to be like a gag reflex? I was I gonna, gag. Yeah, yeah. That's it's 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 an action. Oops. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go back. But like, um, okay, but like, but if I, okay, so I guess help me here. So if you're an angel who has feathers and someone says they're allergic to feathers, that is a clear signal that I don't want you, and I'm barfing to show my allergic reaction to the feathers. That does not sound like picking up anyone. <laughs> I, I liked it because it was so absurd. <laughs> just ridiculously absurd. It's kind of funny because we voted on one this week that only had like eight posts, so we put six of them here. <laughs> the other two were just horrible and long. <laughs> and then I'll just read this last one because I think this is great. And I, I think oh, this boy. I, I First of all, I've done jokes like this, so... Are you sitting on an F5 key? Because that ass is refreshing. Wow. <laughs> See, that, that might get you laid. I, the, a couple of the other ones, probably not. This was probably the highest not. rated one, by the way. 12 points <laughs> is the highest rated one. We know that for Reddit, that's nothing. That This thread did not get much love for some reason. It's like, oh, eh, yeah, nerd pickup lines. I don't think those are going to work. You know, nerds don't have the... Uh, they don't have the, uh, the, 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 the precedence. They don't have the precedence of, of picking girls up in bars or anything like that. It's like, bars? No, we pick them at D&D games. When one shows or, up, we or all go, Ooh. Comic-Con. Or Comic-Con. Yeah. What's an yeah. F5C? Uh, F5 <laughs> is... Pick me up. Like, I would be like, why are we still talking? Like, why am I not in bed with you already that's perfect i would totally go for that so uh single guys that are watching the show you now got a tip um so <laughs> there you go so, well dana was asking what an f5 is f5 is the key at the top of the keyboard there's uh f1 through oh 12. right okay yeah if you do f5 it's going to refresh your website that you're on or refresh the page yeah got it that is a nerd joke because I, I i love the same world but that's not even something that i would have caught because i don't care about all the function keys and on my mac i'm not even seeing like in, on my, in my pc world there were function keys on my mac not so much oh come on you've never used f12 to look at the elements of a website no oh okay God. only i have i'm a web uh, tester so yeah no i mean you know you, if you if they can say that with some confidence dude i i think right right I, I, now, that, now that honestly now that i know what f5 is that's a good pickup line you know, I mean, and F5 gotta... is actually the most handy key on your keyboard out of all the F's. You know, FU is probably pretty useful, but I can't find it. Mm, got it. <laughs> <laughs> that that might that might be her. Uh, you know, her comeback at you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you press know? F5. You should have pressed FU. <laughs> oh yeah man no but if you have the balls to even say that dude honestly man i i this just me i'm not even spitballing but you know like i've told a lot of my guy friends man like you can say if you say something and you, you're confident enough and you say it enough you know and you believe what you're saying and you can get someone to laugh even if you don't think you're like a handsome guy if you if you can make a woman laugh I, that gets you some points man it gets you it happened to me once, man, to in this in this pickup line. I said to her, you know, if you cook the way you walk, I leak all your pots. <laughs> yes. yes. It, it probably worked, right? Yeah. Did it work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, of I'm course that important. did. My main, my main point was to make a laugh, you know, and it did. Yeah. So the bonus was. 
There you go, man. Hell they say yeah. they like a guy with a sense of humor who's also over six feet tall. So. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my Lord. Anyways, uh, so I guess we have to end the show. Oh, and uh, Glow. Wait, put Glow's last comment up because, you know, definitely earned points. Arr. Yeah, she's, yeah, she enjoyed the idea of licking pots, and that's that's <laughs> of uh, that's of course a good thing. Well, that's so weird. yeah, they they did an experiment on. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but on I think it was called Hundreds on Netflix, and they had a really quick. Uh, they had uh, the these two different comedians, one lady comedian, one male comedian, and they went in and they were just themselves, just themselves, both of them each time, two different rooms, and then they they switched them out. So that neither room saw them, you know, went to opposite rooms and had them both do stand up comedy. And then after that, in the rooms, uh, after they did the stand up comedy, they asked everyone there, you know, now that you saw, you know, these people do stand up comedy, do you find them more attractive? And the answer was yes. Wow, that's cool. It's true, though. Like, I, I think I've never had so many guys after me because of stand-up like i was on dating apps before i did stand-up and i'd be okay and then i put in maybe like a pick or two on my dating profiles on stage and it's like okay like you i'm like have you seen my clips on my instagram they're pretty nasty like are you sure and weirdly enough it's like doctors and attorneys and like engineers and i'm yeah. like no, yeah, because they have to be professional. Like, like I said before, like one of the things that comedy brings to me is, is I can't tell jokes all day where I work. I work with software, and they aren't going to take that shit. So I, ha I have to go do it somewhere. <laughs> Otherwise, it gets pent up inside me, and then my wife's the only one who hears my jokes, and she just slaps. So you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> But we do want to thank uh, our guests, uh, oh, yes, Gabby and Sunny. Thank you. Uh, oh, yes. And Antonio. Yes, Antonio. Yeah, for, for coming out, hanging out with us, and doing the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And for everybody watching and tuning in and hanging out with us as well, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Next time, guys. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So everyone have a beautiful, beautiful night, and we will see you next Thursday. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Hey.